Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. We need gold here. There's not going to be any gold. I just had a really good week. Uh, okay. I watched I watched a bunch of movies. Oh, boy. Okay. What? Were you off all week or what? Yeah, I've been off all week. We're on VA. He's on vacation. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Okay. I watched uh, American Tale. Yeah. I watched <laughs> The Ladies' Man. See, everybody loves The Ladies' oh, Man. Oh, my Lord. Yes. And you know what? I, I actually was going to make a list. Of all the, because I thought I had watched all the SNL movies, right? And I was gonna make that one of those lists that we like to make up uh-huh. of all the SNL movies. And when I looked online to see, like, you wouldn't believe what the number one movie is. Guess what? It, you know, guess what do you think it is? It, what do you ever you think it is? Is wrong. You're wrong. I would think it would be Wayne's World. No, nope. And it's not the Blues Brothers. Or Blues either. Brothers. Nope. It is something that has Tim Robbins in it. Tim Robbins. It's it's a political movie, but it's an SNL produced movie that I've never heard of, but it is number one. What is it? I don't remember the name of it. Are you fucking kidding well, me? Well, I don't remember. I, that, that wasn't the important part of it. Why do we... That, that is the important part of it. But the, I, I've heard of every other movie on the list. Okay, but you think, you're Blues asking Brothers us what the number third. one movie is. Yeah, well, if you, if you would have said it, it would have jarred my memory, but I've never heard of it, so you guys probably never heard of it either. This is why when I find these lists, I print them out. Fine. I can't believe you just fucking <clears throat> did that. I can. <laughs> A fucking slack magnet. Look, I looked it up. At, as I gotta say, The Ladies' Man was not a terrible movie. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. As, as compared to its Pat, yeah, Wayne's World 2, and some of these other ones, Ladies' Man, it had a story arc. There was a freaking, the only problem I had with it was Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell's character in it was not great. It's like, you know, you know <clears throat> like, fuck Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. In the butt. See, I thought, I thought, that, I honestly thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie. See, and that's where, that's where I got the, uh, the whole homo on erectus thing. I didn't catch that in the movie somewhere. See, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. You suffer from a, a, a condition called homo on erectus, <laughs> which means that your wang is hugeified, not by women's, but men's. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm telling you, I thought, I thought um, Billy D. Williams is in it. Yeah, um, and Scrap Iron, you know, the yeah. dad from Fridays. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole cast was great, and it was a decent movie. And, and I said there was a a story arc to it. It it, it wasn't just like a one note thing. It really worked. No, yeah, it, it's not a terrible movie. I re- um, I recommend it. Yeah, um, I even. I even broke out uh, the ladies' man impression at the 110 on Saturday night. <laughs> How'd that go? Went great. Yeah. Um, especially the girl that was in the midst of a breakup or had just been broken up with. Which one was that? The girl that kept up coming up and requesting songs. Oh, her. Yeah. She had just been broken up with like two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, so, cute girl, too. Yes. Um, and she was there with two guys I think might have been alternative lifestyle guys. No. Okay. One of them looked familiar. That, that, that doesn't mean, matter. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> One um, of them looked familiar. But, but wait, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, uh, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going there. The glory hole is supposed to be anonymous. I, I know. 
know. I mean, I know it's. I understand it didn't make any sense, but it somehow made sense. It was popping around my head. I, but I don't know why. But no, this this girl, she kept uh, like because Tyler's friend Lauren shot video for us. Okay. Um, Tyler's friend shot some video for us, and she was coming up and asking Laura, "Hey, can they play this? Hey, can they play that?" And then she would come up like behind Laura and ask, do you guys know this? And one of the songs, she requested Wonderful Tonight by Clapton. Oh, boy. Right? So I look at Jimmy, and I look at Doug. I'm like, do you guys know it? I know it. Because uh, I, I, I say, I know it. Yes. And they're like, Jimmy's like, well, I can fumble through it. I'll follow you. <laughs> and we ended up playing Wonderful Tonight. <laughs> and then after you left, I, th- I think it was after you had left. Bill. Yeah. She came up and requested uh, Let Her Cry by Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh my god. And I did that one solo. Well, it, uh, wow, that's a depressing evening. It the, wasn't too... Well, you know, I'll tell no, you, I meant... And, the song and, and, and her too. pants were on so tight that she couldn't walk. Yo, did no. you notice that? They were spray painted on. Yeah. She had, you know that walk that Peg Bundy always had? Yes. Yeah, that's how she was walking yeah. through the place. Yeah. Oh dear lord. Uh, but yeah, we had, a, had another good crowd... Uh, another another really good crowd. Um, I got to talk to Lori. We're going to be there uh, the weekend. I, uh, right now, it's tentatively scheduled for June the 3rd, but Tyler won't be around. He's taking his niece to a concert, her first rock show. Good. You know, so Tyler's taking her to that. So I want to see if I can shift it to Friday the 2nd. That way Tyler can be there. Yeah. Um, but uh, another good night. Chuck and Linda came out. <laughs> yeah. That, it was a rowdy crowd with toes in the back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chuck and Linda ended up coming out. Um, we had a, we had another excellent turnout. Um, had a lot of fun. Yep. Did we get the uh, number one yet there, Sunshine? There's not much internet in the basement. It's like all these like. The fucking router's right there. I'm not connected to the fucking router right there, am I? Well, then connect it's coming to up. it. It's coming up. It's slow. It's slow. No, the only thing here that's slow is you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, is this pick on me day? It could be. Well, <laughs> he starts off. So, so with, hang on. Go ahead. No, he starts off with a brilliant segment, and then it's like you forgot the fucking punchline. I didn't. It's not a joke. It was a movie. It, it would be. That's what it's like. It has Tim Robbins in it. What else do I need to know? The title. It was a political thing. I think. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, um, before we go on, uh, I want to re- report on a sad happening today. Oh. As as we record this, uh, it is April the twenty seventh, and just a few hours ago, word came out that. The king of trash TV <laughs> has passed away. Uh, Jerry Springer passed away. Uh, reports I'm seeing are from pancreatic cancer. Oh, oh boy. Um, which which is an aggressive cancer. Yeah. Um, he was just diagnosed a little bit ago, from what I read. Uh, he passed away at 79 years old. Uh, that he took. Now, he had an interesting life. Mm. Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio, for about a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think he was forced to resign. Um, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I don't. I should have looked up 
like the circumstances behind it are about his re- res- having to resign as mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah. But I think there was a scandal with paying for prostitutes with a check. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think I think Springer was was paying for was it was it because he paid with a check? Well, it was traceable then. There was a paper trail. But I think I think he was buying whores. Well, so how is supposed to I mean? That's a lot well, of cash. It's rental. But that's a lot of cash, though. I mean, well, it all depends the kind of whores you get. Did he write it in a memo line? Did he write whore in a memo line? <laughs> I hope he did. <laughs> but um, he he his. And then he got uh, he got his talk show originally, mm-hmm. you know, just in the Cincinnati area and, sh- and then Chicago, and it blew up. Oh my God! Yes, into this giant thing because he would play to the lowest common denominator, and he took what Morton Downey Jr. did <laughs> and turned yeah. up the volume. Oh, yes, he did. Um, but uh, I mean. Vince Russo, um, who was the head writer for WWE during a lot of the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. he admitted that he stole a bunch of shit from the Springer show. They would be writing Raw with Springer playing and trying to figure out Crash TV segments yeah. in a pro wrestling oh, vein. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like all of the shitty TV, like all like reality TV and all of the trash ass talk shows, mm-hmm. they owe a debt, and they owe their entire existence to Jerry Springer. Here, here is here is something that I saw somebody post on Facebook, and this is this is hilarious. This this sums it up. Damn, Jerry Springer died. That man had the most insane TV show ever. He'd bring a couple on stage just for the girlfriend to tell her man. Not only was she cheating with his grandfather, but she's a man and his grandfather's gay. <laughs> yeah, nice. But, and, you know, tying in back to the tie-in with pro wrestling and Springer, um, when, it was, when it was obvious that a lot of the shit was scripted mm-hmm. uh, on the show, he had a bunch of, he had wrestlers on the show from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like, he, Iron Sheik was on there. Cheeky uh, Baby did uh, did some stuff on there. Um, Grandmaster Sexay was on there, and the guys from PG thirteen, JC Ice and Wolfie D, they were on there. Uh, Insane was, Clown was, Posse was on there. Guar was on there. Guar was on there. Was uh, Razor on there as one time? I don't know. Or if was Scott that a different was, show? I don't know if Scott was on there, but uh, I mean Jerry Springer is largely responsible for a lot of the trash TV. That we all know and love, mm-hmm. and uh, heavily responsible. <laughs> and say what you will about him, um, the man did the man did his thing, and I, I, I got love. For, I got some love for Jerry Springer. And his head of security, I think, still has a show. Yes, yeah, Steve in Wilkos. The same vein. Yes, yeah, Steve Wilkos took over the mantle of the Jerry Springer show. How? I'm trying to. When the hell was the last Springer show? I don't know. Like, you haven't heard anything from him in, in ages. No. Come to think of it. No, uh, you haven't. But I couldn't tell you when the last one was. Um, but, yeah, Jerry's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Now, now, how come I was able to go so quick on my phone and you still haven't found a phone? Because you probably have the, the Wi-Fi password. No, I don't have the Wi-Fi password. Oh. Re- remind me when we're done, I'll give you guys the Wi-Fi password. Well, we can broadcast it. 
I I, <laughs> I don't know why your phone is better than mine. And may- because he doesn't have a fruit phone. Oh, no. Shut up. Samsung Master Race. <laughs> Look, I, it's not important, the, the, the movie. All right. Okay. Mm, we'll we'll forget about the movie because your fucking iPhone sucks. Asshole. Alleged asshole. I had a, I had a very fruitful week. <laughs> I had a very fruitful week. Fruitful. I, I, I did lots of stuff. Yesterday, um, yesterday was a long day. I was out in, uh, I was out straddling the edge of Schuylkill County and Northumberland County. Okay. They, it was, all the poles were, you know, like, on the same road and a couple of offshoots. Mm-hmm. But it had to be split into two applications because it crossed a municipal boundary. Got you. Okay. So it was 76 poles split up over two applications. Mm-hmm. And that was out of out of our Shimokan office. So Northumberland County and whoop, right back into Schuylkill County mm-hmm. for a minute. Mm-hmm. So that was yesterday. Um, Monday... What the fuck did I do? I don't even remember what I did Monday. Today, I got all my paperwork caught up, all of it. I, I and I, I, I was I was a busy little beaver today sitting <laughs> at that desk. Um, tomorrow, to dude, tomorrow my route is gonna be fucked. I'm starting my day on nine o two in Montsville. Okay. Okay. From there, I'm shooting up your neck of the woods. I'll be in Nesky. Okay. From Nesky, I'm going to shoot up to Scranton. Jesus. That's a haul. From Scranton down to Stroudsburg. Holy shit. You're making a loop. Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Because I have I have four small jobs, and huh. uh, I, I, they got to get done. Due dates are coming. Oh, boy. I'm going downtown to go to the craft store to pick up some stuff to make something. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, somebody, <clears throat> when I left work tonight, uh, the next intersection up by the Whitehall Diner where yeah. the wall is, I saw lights and sirens, but they were all on the the, the, the southbound lane of 145. Right. Uh, somebody in a old Nissan decided to take out uh, two used vehicles at Whitehall Auto Sales. No, he... oh, that's good. I got, the, I got the movie. Okay, what's the movie? Yeah, Bob Roberts. Bob Roberts. Never fucking... I know! It. That's why I fucking said that before, you dicks. I did honestly never... I'm just that. agreeing with you, you fucking blunder cunt. That's a good one. Language. Language. Number two's Wayne's World, and then three's the Blues Brothers. Uh, yeah, Gabe, that is going to be an easier out. Yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> uh, What's going on, Gabe? What the... Bob Roberts. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Yep. All right, Bill, you said in the group text that you have a list. I made a list. Did oh, you... you made a list. No, no, no. I found a list. I was gonna, I printed it out. Well, I put it in an Excel document, and then my printer decided it didn't want to work. So I just wrote it down. <sighs> so we got to rely on you reading your writing. I wrote it good so I can read it good. Okay. What's your list? Okay, this is comes from WatchMojo.com, and it is 2080s one-hit wonders you forgot were awesome. Okay. Uh, by the way, Jimmy, um, Gabe says hi. What's up, Gabe? How you doing, bud? Oh, oh, and Tony says hi to you. Who's Tony? Uh, 
big gentleman, crew cut, coaches. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I know a couple Tonys, so I need to know which Tony. Yeah, well, that, that Tony. Okay. I saw him last night at Trivia. Or Tuesday night at Trivia. Oh, he goes to Trivia. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. All <laughs> right. Now, you're going to probably know all these songs, but you forgot they were awesome. Number 20, Animotion, Obsession. You are my obsession. He knows it. Oh, my only yeah. obsession. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know that one. These are all one-hit wonders, too, which is awesome. Number 19, the one that got me taken to the office when I worked at Kovach. Matthew Wilder, Break My Stride. Don't know that one. You're not going to break my stride. Oh, that one. That yeah. one. I sang this to a oh, supervisor. No. And he took me to the office for insubordination. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No, but the guy from HR wasn't in. So as we sat in an empty office for a while. You we, kept singing it. We both went back to work. Nice. Uh, yeah. So nothing yeah. ever happened Yeah, yeah. It. Fuck you, Ed. I, you know I'll never listen to this, but fuck you, Ed, anyway. So <laughs> Nice. And 18, Kagajuju, too shy. Kajagugu, oh. not Kagajuju. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Too shy. Hush, hush. I lie. And the lead singer of this also did the never-ending story. Nice. Really? Which, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, one of Eric's favorite uh, for Murray Head, One Night in Bangkok. It sets the whole world on fire. Yes. I don't think I ever heard that one. One Night Bangkok. in Bangkok and the world's your oyster. Death. One Night in Bangkok makes the whole world crumble. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure. You, wow. Bangkok, Thanks. an oriental city. <laughs> Number 16. <laughs> Now, remember, one-hit wonder in America. Okay. This was actually a two- to three-hit wonder in England. Dexy's Midnight Runners would come, come on, on Eileen. Right, yes. yes. However, they had Jackie Wilson said and another one in England that yeah. were more hits. Yeah. Uh, 15, Aldo Nova, Fantasy. Yes. Good song. And you, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, Aldo Nova actually played lead guitar on a significant portion of the first Bon Jovi album. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, before, before Sambora? Before Richie Sambora joined the band. Aldo Nova, like the, the, the guitar solo on Runaway? Yeah. That's Aldo Nova. Huh. Eric will definitely know this one. That's why I said this was freaky. Number 14, The Church Under the Milky Way. Beautiful song. We play that one. Yeah. And like I said, this, this list came out two days ago. I don't know that song. Yeah, I only heard it, like, the first time as I'm listening to the list. I'm like, hey, Eric just played that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Jimmy Westerberg song. Okay. Yep, number 13, one of the greatest party anthems of all time, Eddie Murphy party all the time. Oh, cool. my Lord. Rick, that, 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 that's a Rick James joint. Right, damn right. Come on, that's a good song. Oh. That's a great fucking song. <laughs> These are all, another, number 12, another <laughs> one that Eric, I know he likes, not Patrick Swayze, She's Like the Wind. That, that song. Go ahead. No, that is that is his voice. Dude, that song is one of my fucking guilty pleasures. You, you, you wouldn't expect his voice to be like that, singing. Here, little story on that one. Um, I'm in Panama. We're going from Fort Sherman, where I lived. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, by this point, the PX that was on Fort Espinar because it was gone because Fort Espinar was closed. Okay. Right. So when we wanted to go to a proper PX, we had to shoot 53 miles across the Isthmus. Jesus. To go to Corazon. Okay. To the like to, to the to the uh, Pacific side of the country, right? Mm-hmm. So we're driving along, and it, we have AFRTS radio on, Armed Forces radio on, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sitting there, and she's like, the wind comes on, and I just 
kind of sit back. We're in a we're in a big fifteen passenger van, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt uh, and one of the guys says, "Strolly, do you like this song?" I said, "I fucking love this song." <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and then I proceed to sing the entire fucking song. <laughs> Holy fuck! The guy who listens to Slayer and Megadeth and shit, and he loves Patrick Swayze. He said, "Don't judge the fucking book by yeah. the cover." Love that goddamn song. That is such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Number eleven. Now this one you might not. I I don't know. You'll know it if you hear it, but it's not one that you'd know. Robert Tepper, "No Easy Way Out." It there was, ain't no easy way out. It was part of the Rocky yep. Four soundtrack. Yep. There ain't no okay. what, when he's when he's trudging up yeah. the snow. Yes. Now, yeah, and yes. You, and when you hear it, you know the song, but I didn't know it just for the title. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Number ten, Don Johnson, Heartbeat. Another excellent underrated song. <laughs> yep. By by again, these people yeah. like Eddie Murphy and all that. We're we're just gonna, you know, we're try to be a triple threat in the in the eighties. Yeah. Good stuff. Number nine, Taco, putting on a Ritz. Oh, if you don't go. know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion as, sits? As they're talking about this, no one could figure out how this became a hit because it's an Irving Berlin song. The video is is just really out there. I mean, it's not really new wave. It's not. No one can figure out why this became a hit. You know what? You, I, the, I know you know the song from somewhere else. As well, well, yeah, but yeah. When did Young Frankenstein come out? That was 72. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, I just think it was just quirky enough for the time, maybe. Yeah. But I, I dug it. Yeah. This one I really like, Stacey Q, Two of Hearts. Two, Two of Hearts. hearts. Yep. yep. Da, 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 she also, wow. she did, yeah, and she did a lot of stuff in the horror genre. Yeah. She did the soundtrack to Return of the Living Dead, and she did a lot of stuff for horror movies. Nice. And this is one that's, Outside of the horror genre. Genre. Yes. Genere, if you... Yeah, the genre. Yeah. This one, uh, Shannon, Let the Music Play. Oh, I, that's a good song. Let the music play. Dun, you dun, get dun, away. Dun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, some of the... Yeah, you forgot. Dun, you dun, forgot dun. about them. Not all of them, though. This one's... Number six is one everyone knows. And you can't... Tommy Two-Tone. Eight, eight six seven five three oh nine. Jenny. Oh, my Lord. You have post you made. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. My mom is Stacy. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. Well yeah, no. It's um How did I, I it's, can... a guy sends a text to the number eight six seven five three oh nine. Yes. Hi, is this Jenny? Yes. I I don't know you, but I got your number off the bathroom wall. Correct. Okay. Uh are you still single? No. I'm Jesse's girl now. I'm married to Jesse. So <laughs> That's I'm, right. It's like, I'm Jesse's girl yes. now. We have a daughter named Stacy. Yes. So you brought in <laughs> Jesse's girl, Stacy's mom. Yep. Oh, Jesus yep. All this other shit. It was a, I saw that. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. That is. That was fucking and cool. And 8675309. The 867 exchange is a legitimate phone exchange in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know this because when I was an installer for Verizon back in the back 99, 2000, I installed 8675309. You did not. I did. <laughs> oh, to, that had to be horrible to I'm have surpri- that I, I'm honestly surprised I, I did ask ban her, that number. I did ask her if her name was Jenny. <laughs> I'm just surprised it didn't ban that number. I really am. Yeah. All right. Now, number five, Quarter Flash, Harden My Heart. Oh, good yes. song. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yep. Now, number four, I don't know how this made this this high. I don't care for it very much. Baltimore, Tarzan Boy. Yeah. I have to hear that song every Wednesday night. Oh. That's the one that has the Tarzan. Uh, and all anybody knows is that freaking yeah. Uh, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear that song every Wednesday night. How? Jungle Boy. <laughs> Jack Perry from AEW oh, Wrestling God, comes, out to that. comes out to that. I mean, well, when your ring name is Jungle Boy, yeah, Jack yeah, Perry. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. And Luke Perry's son, by the way. Oh, no shit. Yep. Very good wrestler. Number three, Alana Miles, Black Velvet. Oh, God. It came out in 89. That is so a it was a fucking good song. This was probably the last, like the, I would, I always say this was more 90s and 80s. Yeah. That. That does that song definitely does have an early '90s vibe. Yeah, she, it, it, she her voice remind she sounds almost like Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, well, this is and this is the, like the dawn of the era of the of, of like females just kicking so much ass. Yes, in the in in the music world. Yeah, but Black Velvet is such a beautiful song. That is a good it's song. A, it's a nice tribute to Elvis. Too. Yeah. And also, number two is also in 1989. So the same year, okay. Martika, Toy Soldiers. Oh, good song. Yeah, and I, I remember, I know this one was sang on the bus here and there. Step by step, yep. heart to heart, yeah. left, right, left, we all fall down wow. like Toy Soldiers. And I can't believe those two released in the same year. Yeah. That is, you know. And number one, Cutting Crew, I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight. Oh. Now... Must have been something you said. Yeah. It, it, you should have walked away. Who sang Betty Davis' Eyes? Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. That should have been like a a good one hit wonder. You know who else? You know who else sang it really good? Hmm. Buckwheat. And I actually have a Chipmunks version. Oh my! Didn't Lord. you ever see the Eddie Murphy oh, skit God. Buckwheat sings? Oh God! I did. It so had been an on time in them days. Buy my new record. Have a listen. <laughs> and one of the songs is Betty Davis Eyes. She died, did it die, but she died, she died, Betty Davis Eyes. I forget what. Look and Penub. Look and Penub in all the wrong places. And then they sang one that's just like question marks. Una Penunabanka. Yes, with question marks. Yeah, Una Penunabanka. Oh, God. I'm the Balba of the Beard. Bigaro. I'm just trying to think of something, other songs that should be on that list. Oh, there's tons. I mean, oh, there's the so 80, many. Yeah, I, the 80s were so full of one-hit wonders. Yeah. Because it was like everybody just listened to Okay, and let's move on. And even if you knew more songs from that, like we knew Jackie Wilson said in Dexter's Midnight Runners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everyone else was coming on Eileen. Mm-hmm. You know? And English bands, like, um, a lot of the English bands had multiple hits in England. Well, that, Madness. Oh, my God. Oh, Mad- yes. Madness had tons of stuff. Madness was huge in England. In England. Mm-hmm. But in, in America. That was Our House, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. America, the, everybody knows Our House. And maybe, uh, maybe one other song. One Step Beyond. No, they, they usually don't know One Step Beyond because that's, oh. that's an instrumental. Except for the One Step Beyond. <laughs> um, that makes it not an instrumental, right. but but everybody knows our house, mm-hmm. um, house of fun, house of fun well, would be the other one people know. I don't know that one, um, but th- those were the two that were on the young ones. 
Mm-hmm. Watch the fucking DVD. I still have it sitting in the same spot. <sighs> but there were so many great bands on the young ones. Oh, yeah. They, they just... That's how they made more money. Yeah. Because they got more money from the BBC yes. as a variety show. Correct. Yep. Uh, the first band on the young ones. Le- nine, nine below, below zero. zero. Playing 11 plus 11. Yeah, I actually have... Like a Young Ones album, which has all the tracks that were on the Young Ones. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I'm a Zulu. I'm a Norwegian. Yes. Rip, rig, and panic. Oh, God. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Um, I got a list. Uh-oh. The 21 best comedy movies ever. Com- oh, my God. Ever. This is from a mm. website called Boss Level Gamer. Mm. So take it as you see fit. Uh, it's no particular order. Okay. But Airplane. Yes. Great movie. Uh, yes. That's yeah, all right. Oh, come on. No, it's all right, I see. I still remember seeing that as a kid and just, well, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> you just they're, see a turf. Yeah, they're saying 21. They're saying, the first movie I saw boobs in. But they're, they're, yeah. they're saying 21. But, I mean, oh, that's – I. There's a lot, so many comedies. It's like, I don't think, it's up there, but not, I mean, I'd have to make up my own list. I, 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 I love it. How well, old were we when that fucking came out? Like 10, 9, 10 years old? No, or younger than that. That's like yeah. 80, 81. I'm just, shit. That's mm-hmm. 80 or 81. That's early 80s. Uh, next on the list is a more modern movie, Super Bad. No. Is that the one with the superheroes? No. No, that Super Bad is with McLovin. Uh, I... It's okay. Michael Sarah though. It yeah. was it has Michael Sarah in it. It wasn't next the next two are brilliant. Um Best in Show. No. Yo, yo yeah. For for the improv stuff, yes. I don't think I ever saw that. And this one is one of my favorites of all time. And most of the dialogue was improvised and it's completely fucking brilliant. This is Spinal Tap. That I'll okay. agree with. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Um, then you have Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Oh, we just watched that last. No. Yeah. And another Britcom. I like Simon Pegg. I do, but I his his trilogy I wasn't a fan of. <gasps> and the next one is another Britcom, another Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz. That's that was the one, that was his it. other one was trilogy. Yes. Uh, next is an animated movie, The Emperor's New Groove. Hell no. No. That is not funny. Yeah. Not, there is so much more funnier. Next are two brilliant 80s comedies. Uh, first one is Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Yes. Good one. It's an awesome movie. Yes, it is. Uh, and next you have one of my favorite Steve Martin movies, The Jerk. Oh, yes. That's all right. Yeah, I, I, I dig that one. Uh, next is another one with Steve Martin, but also the late, great John Candy. Planes, trains, Planes and, and automobiles. Oh, There's a few good scenes in that. That but... scene when they're driving the car and he turned the fucking skeleton and his hands, what, he melted to the dashboard. <laughs> next is a movie that Bill should take some advice from and never go full retard. Tropic Thunder. Awesome movie. It's funny. It is. It's very you, funny. What do you mean, we people? You and you people. (laughs) Next is one of the greatest movies, not just comedies, but one of the greatest movies of all time. 
Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Bingo. Agreed. Agreed. That should be on the top of every list. Yes, that is a one of the greatest pieces of cinematic art ever committed to celluloid. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you don't agree with me, fuck you. I think the life of Brian is funnier. I like the life of Brian. I like life a hair of Brian. a hair more. I like life of Brian too, but I like Grail. Grail because, will always hold a, a special place in my heart. I mean, because that was one of my introductions to Python. Yeah, the the, the first time I saw that. When he was writing, you know, I'm right that a thousand times really big on the wall, and the scene with biggest dickus. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Release Waterwick. Release Water. Oh, fuck! There's so many things here. What's just... so funny about the name Biggest Dickus? <laughs> Do you know what I read? What? That guard. Oh. Uh huh. Okay. He was just like a guy off the street that they wanted there. Okay, just stand here. He had no idea. That stuff was going to be being said. Uh huh. So his laughter was genuine, was trying genuine. to hold it the fuck in. Yeah. <laughs> Next is another one, another uh, another one from the Python uh, vein, A Fish Called Wanda. That's a good movie. That was okay. I haven't I, seen I, that I, in I ages. I enjoyed a little bit of that. Next is one I really didn't care for. What about Bob? No, didn't like that one. I'm trying to think if I even saw that. It's not anything to okay seek out next is a great great uh comedy movie office space yes my red stapler yep i'm, I'm burning this place to the ground <laughs> it's actually good when you you have to work in an office to understand it jesus christ <sighs> yes. i can understand people going off <laughs> oh yeah uh, i work in my when i work in my own office i want to go off mm-hmm. um Next is another great movie with the late great Chris Farley, Tommy Boy. Awesome movie. I I dug the stuff him and Spade did. Oh, my God, yes. That and uh, Black Sheep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Next, (laughs) one of the greatest comedies of all time from an absolute fucking genius, Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles. Honest to fucking God, yes. That might be my second favorite movie of his. Blazing Saddles is so good. Uh, no, actually, behind third, hi- third. Behind History of the World? Hi- well, History of the World and Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Did you see they're having uh, History of the World Part 2 now? Yeah. It's I'm on not, Hulu. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even, I'm not even going to bother watching it's, it's it. A, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, a miniseries on yeah, Hulu. It, yeah. The, the problem I have with that is only that when, and I know Mel, Mel Brooks' 70s comedies were so pure. It's good to be the king. And they're, and they're not giving <laughs> yeah. a shit who they offend. You're exactly right. That it's like, I think the new stuff seems like either they're just trying to be to push the envelope. With when you're trying to push the envelope, it's not sincere. Yeah. As just doing the comedy. Yeah. It's uh, it's it does seem a bit disingenuous. Yeah, and that's where I don't. I don't care for it anymore. Right. And I saw the previews, and I was like, nah, this isn't... Especially the musical numbers. Yeah. You, I mean, the first one had a few, but one thing I do got to say is I got to give Mel Brooks credit. The dude's in his 90s. Yeah. He's still oh, going. God, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Next is a great movie, and our introduction to the brilliant minds that were Broken Lizard. Mm-hmm. Super Troopers. Fucking love yep. that movie. 
You boys oh. like Mexico. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's a good movie. It's a, it's a shame that they couldn't capture it with any of their next right. releases. The snozzberries taste like snow. You know, and... Beer and Games was... What was it? Beer Games was... Beer Beer Games was... All, no, yeah. was it beer, beer Fest. Beer, beer Fest, Fest. That was beer it. Beer Fest was all right, but Super Troopers 2 didn't have the magic. No. The Dukes of Hazard. They just shit on the, the celluloid. <laughs> Club, uh, Club Dread was Club not Dread that. was the first one. That was before Super yeah, Troopers. That, really? Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that came after. I think that was the first one. No, I don't know. And I enjoyed Club Dread. It's not bad, but Super Troopers is actually is definitely their masterpiece. Oh my god, yes. It's like <laughs> now Brian Knappenberger. Hey, what's up, Brian? You guys can stop that right meow. Okay, listen oh. meow. <laughs> now, listen meow. Meow. No, listen, meow. Do I look like a cat to you? <laughs> Am I jumping around on me, Bibbly? Am I drinking milk from a saucer boy? Oh fuck, Brian! I got one one more thing to say to you. Oh no, meow. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, an eighty, another eighties comedy, Clue. Love that one. That was absolutely love Clue. Tim Curry. Yep. Was it really, really that funny? Yes, it was. It was. It was. It's a great movie. That's a, a great movie. Next, uh, a guy I cannot fucking stand, but this wasn't a terrible movie. I, I absolutely despise Jim Carrey, um, but Dumb and Dumber wasn't bad. <laughs> that was fucking it hilarious. was all right. Oh, it, my God. It wasn't bad. The thing with Jim Carrey is I like his stuff from... I, li- I like his serious stuff better. Like, I loved Man on the Moon, where, mm-hmm. he's a- where he yes. played Andy Kaufman. Yep. I loved that. The Truman Show, yep. I loved. You know, his comedy shit, like The Mask and stuff like that. The Mask was campy. What was that? Wasn't it Liar? He couldn't fucking... Yeah, Liar, yeah, liar, liar. Liar, he couldn't, he couldn't fucking lie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I was... And he I was, was a lawyer. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Um, and the final one on the list, I just watched it again today. Mm. Uh, I had it on his background noise while I was working. The late great John Belushi in Animal House. Oh, there we go. Yep. Oh, just for what they did against Niedermeyer. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Douglas C. Niedermeyer, Mark Metcalf. Yep. Uh, there, there, there's a who's who in that movie though. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, uh, Donald Sutherland is in it. Mm-hmm. Of course, John Belushi, Tim Matheson. Um, the guy that played D-Day, I've seen him on so many police dramas. Yeah. To this day. Yep. Yeah, fucking D-Day. What the hell was his name? Uh, I, I know. Daniel Simpson Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought. Your Delta Tau kind name is Flounder. <laughs> Why Flounder? Yeah. Oh, Stephen First. It's so Stephen many first. great stuff after that. Yep. Uh, it's such a great movie. Um. I, I, I love I love the shit out of Animal House. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. And it ne- the movie never gets old. No, never. And, and, I, and it, it's infinitely quotable. Mm-hmm. They're taking everything. Even the shit we didn't steal. <laughs> oh, the best part is, I mean, when you have like Star Trek yeah. did a tribute to Animal House during one of their episodes. In uh, Cupid... When um, Jordy is playing, when they got transported to Robin Hood, yeah, Jordy is plating the loot. Worf walks up to him and smashes it and hands it back to him. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. it's like 
just like Bluto did to the guy on the steps at the Toka oh, party. It's like, it's like they tributed Animal House on Star Trek. Yes. Uh, Brian said he's surprised Spaceballs and Uncle Buck were not on the list. Oh, there's so many on the list that I would. Great yeah. Outdoors. Great. Oh, yeah. Yellowbeard. Yellowbeard. Yeah. Any Cheech and Chong film. Right. Uh, how many assholes we got working here? Yeah. Two. Hey. I'm not. I'm certainly not I, alone. <laughs> Spaceballs. Surrounded yeah. by assholes. Up the Creek's another good one with Dan Monahan and Stephen First was in that too. And, yeah. and I think Tim Matheson. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, there was, oh my God, the 80s was full of the, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody... Well, that wasn't put, just 80s. Well, yeah, but we're talking comedies of all time. Yeah. yeah. Let's be honest, the Porky's trilogy, even though <laughs> no one will admit how funny they are. Oh, that, dude, <laughs> dude, those would get you so, those would never get made today. Yeah. Uh, uh, with, a, with a teacher the name like Beulah Ballbricker. Yeah, but they're so funny. Oh, they are. Oh, Bill. I got a question for you. No, you have a question for me? Or was this given to you? No, I have a question for okay. you. Okay. How's it feel to be my sidekick? 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 <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I found it. <laughs> There's another good movie, actually. Ed Wood was Ed a- Wood is a fucking hilarious yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think... We'll talk about that. We'll talk. We didn't about do movies later. in a long time. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Um, should we get into our covers? Yes. Yes. All right. So last week, we decided that we were going to each come up with a 15-song covers compilation, and we're going to talk about this. And as we done with our compilations in the past, um, tonight or tomorrow, I will have the Spotify links to these pod to these playlists. Mm-hmm. Posted on the podcast's Facebook. Page. Oh boy, um, boy. Uh, well, what I can find. Why are you? Because he, whenever he, he he's not going to holler too much at me this time. I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be some crossover though. I'm there hoping. might be some crossover. All right, um, let's uh, keeping with tradition. We'll start with Miller. Uh, first one is a Harry Chapman cover by Ugly Kid Joe, "Cats in the Cradle." It's Chapin, Chapin, not Chapman. That, yeah. That's right. That was Charlie. You fucking Philistine. That Damn. Was, that was man, Charlie. Man, you just started, started already. right off the bat. Not even not even out of the starting blocks. Get and I get kneecapped. Yeah. I love Harry Chapin. Do not disparage that man's name in my fucking presence again. They have to put an X A Guru or something. I like will that. agree though. I mean I, I there I, I threw like the first kind I put like twenty or so the first ones that popped into my head. Yeah. And then I went to Pub Meeple, and I ranked everything from 15 to 1. And then, like, 5 just got completely cut off. But that wasn't even one that I thought of, and I should have. Because I like the song, but, man, it's depressing as hell. It it's, is. And my my only dig at... I, I actually do like Ugly Kid Joe's version of it. My only dig at it is, if you go back and listen to Chapin's version, <laughs> the first verse is told... The first couple of verses, it's... Uh, you know, the, the the dad is telling the kid he's got things to do. Okay? Correct. And he's telling his son, the cat, you know, um, we'll get together soon. Mm-hmm. Ugly Kid Joe makes it, we'll get together soon, dad, the whole way through. And it's not the son telling the dad, we'll get together until the third verse. Okay. It's my only slight dig at the song. Mm. But other than that, you're right. That's great cool. fucking cover. 
I have next? Yeah. Okay, just to make Jesus sure. Christ. I don't remember go clockwise or counterclockwise. All right. So my number 15, because I did these in from least, not least favorite, but like back to front. You actually yeah. ranked them. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted oh, to rank them. I didn't rank them. Yeah, I is, didn't rank either. This is the um, the Mongolian band, The Hue. Oh, nice. And doing Sad But True. Excellent cover. Come on. Yes. Excellent cover. all in Mongolian with the throat singing, and I absolutely love this. Sad Ex- But True. Wow. I heard, a, I heard a Hue before. Yeah. The, uh, dude, their version of Sad But True is fantastic. Wow. I love it. Uh, great, you know, nice, uh, nice one. <laughs> my first one, okay. My first one um, is a cover of by a band that I love, of a band that I love. Anthrax covering Thin Lizzy's "The Cowboy Song." Yep. Oh, this is from the Sound of White Noise era because it's yes, it's it's actually on the import version of Sound of White Noise and on the digital really? re-releases. John Bush singing. It's such a fucking great song. Many, and, yeah, many years ago, you gave me a tape that said, Learn Me, when we were going to do some stuff together, and that song was on there. Yep. <laughs> Anthrax's version, too. Yeah. Ro- oh, roll me over and turn me around. Let me keep spinning till I hit the ground. Oh. God, I love that song. Uh, all right, Jim, go ahead. I'm going to get pelted for this one. This is a uh, originally... Originally sung by War, uh, the song is "Why Can't We Be Friends." All right. Smash Mouth covered this. Okay, I've never heard it because I won't listen to Smash Mouth, so I can't. I, I think I've heard it's, it. It's it's more ska than than yeah. their normal ah, it's shit. It's ska. It's fucking ska. No, no, it's. I'm just saying. You it's... should be all over that. No. <laughs> no. I fucking hate Smash. Mouth. Well, now you have to listen to it. It's, no, I don't. It's ska mouth. Ska. No, I don't have to listen to <laughs> it. <laughs> I like it. It's fucking shit mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's keep this hate train going. There we go. Because let's rip the bandit off right at number 14. The band is disturbed. No! <laughs> no! And the song is not played for Atlanta Confusion. Oh, there we go. I like this version. It's on 10,000 Yes, it it's is. a really good version. It is a good version. No, it's not. It's as if it is. I uh, love this song. No. I'm not even a big Genesis fan. Oh my! It's just I fucking hate. You made him pop. Disturbed. You made him pop my headphones. I just want. He you to thought know. it was gonna be the other one. Yeah, well, he'll hear that later. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan said. Ryan uh, says can't watch now, but Jim, you guys should review Megadeth masterpiece of an album. Rust in peace. We'll throw it in the bucket. We will definitely throw it in the bucket, Ryan. All right. Uh, uh, fuck. It can only go up from here. I need a palate cleanser. Uh, I need a palate cleanser. And another song covered by a band that I love Mm -hmm. of a song by a band that I love. Mm -hmm. And there are very few times in this world where the cover will meet or exceed the original version. Okay. This is one of those rare instances. Machine Head... Doing Iron Maiden's "Hallowed Be Thy Name." I don't oh. know that I've heard that. One. I, I no, I oh, haven't heard that. You need to hear yeah. that. We okay. will hear it. It is fucking awesome. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a I'm a huge mark for Machine Head to begin with. Yeah, and I'm a huge mark for Iron Maiden to yes. begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, Rob Flynn fucking kills this song. Wow. Uh, it, it it it's heavier than Maiden's because it's Machine Head. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking amazing. Great okay. song. 
All right, go ahead, Jim. What do you got? I'm, this is, you know, a, a, a cover from a band that we all love, followed by, you know, they're covering a song from a band that I really enjoy. Um, Stone Cold Crazy, sung by Metallica. Meh. Mid. Oh, it's all right, yeah. It's mid. Hang on. I'm, I'm writing something down. Keep going. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I, not, I have nothing else to say. Mid. Oh, it's, it's, it's okay. It was off of Garage Inc., but it was. I think it was. One of the it was originally. I, it was originally a B side for uh, something off of right. Justice. And and believe it or not, back in the day, this is even before I had a cassette player. Um, was it? Was it Electra? Had like a, a some kind of anniversary edition box set. Mm. It was called like Rubiot, and it came with red cassette tapes. Yeah, that's that's how, when yeah. I first heard. Okay. All right, Ryan, um, rust in pieces right here. Um, after we pick tonight, we'll throw that in the bucket. All right, go ahead, Jim. Okay, so not Jim. Bill. Other, uh, other dumbass. My number, my number 13. Um, Black Sabbath cover. Not a cover by Black Sabbath. But a cover of Black Sabbath. Yeah, and this is not off of any of the Nativity in Black. Okay. This is off Eternal Masters, Cannibal Corpse doing Zero the Hero. Dude, I haven't heard that in forever. I love that song. It was like one of the first. I love that whole album. <laughs> it's that all was, death metal covers of Black Sabbath. That was songs. one of the. That was one of the. Ah, fuck! I'm trying to remember if that was Chris Barnes or Corpse Grinder singing on that. I'm not even sure myself. I would have to listen to it again. But oh my god, I haven't heard that in a fucking minute. Yep, and I, I absolutely, and it's like I said, that actually might be the one that's on. Eating back to life because I think the sounds about the same. Okay, that would be then that would be Chris Barnes. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Great song. I love the original too. Well, you see, it kind of makes sense too because Chris Barnes with Six Feet Under does a lot. They do a lot of covers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Six Feet Under does some really brutal uh, death metal covers of classic rock songs. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. You got to hear their version of War Machine by Kiss. Mm. It's great. <laughs> um, all right, so my next one. 80s classic, One Hit Wonder, mm-hmm. covered by a new metal band who I adore. Dead or Alive's You Spin Me, as done by Dope. Yes. Dope did a great version that of this. That is an Dude, awesome version of that. if you've never seen Dope Live, I, I, I highly recommend going to see Dope Live because when they do You Spin Me, I have very rarely seen a crowd lose their shit the way... They do when Dope does that song. Wow. It's an awesome song. That is a, and, that is a great cover. And Edsel Dope is a fucking fantastic front man. And you, you got to see him as Zero from Static, from with Static X. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's Edsel, right. That's Edsel Dope. But um, allegedly, Edsel Dope. <laughs> allegedly. But yeah, fucking, I love that song. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Jim. Uh, cover from a classic band, or, I'm oh, sorry, this was a originally done by a classic band, uh, the Beatles. Okay. Uh, STP's cover of Revolution. Not bad. This and the, the, the reason this sticks out to me. This is one of the few times I actually went and bought a single. Um, after nine eleven. Yeah. They recorded and released this as a single. And yeah, all the proceeds went to yes, a, a foundation yeah. for the Twin Towers. Yeah. Good, good stuff. That's a that's an excellent cover. Yeah, I for I actually I forgot about that. Good pick. All right, 
Uh, number 12 is one that's more recent, but it's just one that I really enjoy. It's Bad Wolves doing Zombie from the Cranberries. Good song. Um, I'm not a big fan of Tommy Vexed, mm-hmm. the singer for Bad Wolves. Um, not a big fan of his because he's a fucking, you know, nitwit. But um, they did a really good version of it. And the thing, the they were supposed to do that version with Dolores mm-hmm. of the Cranberries. And then she passed away. she passed away, away yeah. like, the day before she was supposed to go in the studio. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Yeah, Dolores was supposed to go in and do that with them. I, and I, like, I, I'm a big Cranberries fan. Yeah. I thought, you know, her voice was fucking beautiful. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, and, and that's, like I said, I don't listen to any of other Bad Wolves. Yeah. This is pretty much the one song that I think I really just enjoy from them. Yeah. I, I've never heard of Bad Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're not terrible. They're they're not terrible. It's just, they're lead, they're now former lead singer. Uh, Tommy's not with the band. All right. Uh, he's, uh, he's a Trump tart. <laughs> yeah um, He's a fucking balloon head But anyway um, Okay so my next one My fourth pick Is a more obscure Cover Unless you're into classic British heavy metal Fleetwood Mac wrote the song mm. Judas Priest Did this uh, Covered the song It's the Green Man Alishi With the two pronged crown Great song. I don't think I've ever fucking heard that. Listen to the listen mm-hmm. to the live version on Unleashed in the East. Okay. Um, that's my favorite version. It, this song holds a special place in my heart because this is the first song I learned how to play on guitar. Mm. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, it, it, it's just a great song. Wow. It and it's, a, it's a Fleetwood Mac song. Priest, uh, when, they've du- when, they've, when they've done covers, they've done brilliant covers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speaking of Judas Priest, before we, uh, one real quick thing. Um, after 50 years of holding the first, uh, well, nearly 50 years of holding the first two bla- uh, Judas Priest records in limbo, Gull Records has sold the publishing and the masters of Rockarola mm-hmm. and Sad Wings of Destiny. Mm. Really? Judas Priest can now properly fucking re-release those records. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Wow. Yeah. After f- holding well, them hostage. Yeah. Gull wouldn't fucking release the records because uh, after after Sad Wings of Destiny, they Priest signed to CBS. Mm-hmm. They did two records with Gull, and Gull, fuck you, we're keeping them. I never even heard of that record label. It's a British label. And they own the masters, and they own the fucking publishing on them. Wow. But now the publishing has been secured. So we're going to get a proper re-release of Rockarola just in time for the 50th anniversary yeah. next year. Yeah. And in, 76, or in, in, in 2026, will be 50 years of Sad Wings of Destiny. So I'm sure we'll get something yeah. for Sad Wings. All right, moving on. What's your next one? I forgot to ask you. Are you sure you have 15 this time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> One fucking mistake. <laughs> oh, that was a doozy. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I don't know how to number. Uh, uh I hang on, hang on. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know both of you guys heard this cover before. Um, War Pigs by Black Sabbath, sung by Faith No More. 
Good oh, cover. Yeah, yeah. Good cover. I love I, that. I mean, his I, voice. I enjoyed it kind of. I think I don't know. I heard a word version where Pat was fucking around in the mic. Yeah, live version. He's fucking about a bit. Yeah, but so uh, it's like whether he forgot the lyrics or what he did. Yeah, he was fucking about. And I don't know. <laughs> it's but good shit. It's good. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's see. The original was done by Simon and Garfunkel. I hate could, you. Could this be? Could this be the one? It's it's not. It's okay. Kick Tracy, Mrs. Robinson. I don't remember that one. You are. What? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. You're, uh... Uh, Kick Tracy came on the very tail end of the hair metal scene. Yeah. And they had no the no rules was their album. I love the album. I, I loved what they did. And they did a version of Mrs. Robinson. Of course, everybody loves the Lemonheads version more. Yeah. And everyone, that's what everyone knows. But I, and I listened to them both back to back to give them a fair shake. I still like the Kick Tracy version. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. Yep. Um, my next one, 80s one hit wonder, uh, covered by an industrial metal band. Ooh. Gary Newman's Cars, covered by Fear Factory. Yes. I did hear this that, song before. That was on the top 20. It got relegated out. Nice, unfortunately, but it was there. I I I love what I love what yes. Fear Factory did with cars. Yeah. It yeah. isn't. Yeah, it even sounds a bit new wavish still. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jim. I, I'm going to jump ahead on my list because the old Mrs. Robinson by the Lemonheads. <laughs> hey, that's fine. <laughs> well, hey, well, you yeah, can talk about it. A, yeah, it's a different version. No, it is a different version. It's, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's the more liked version actually. I, I, I like the I like Evan Dondo's voice. Yeah, yeah, he did a really good job with that. I, I, I yeah, I, Kick I, Tracy's was more hair metal. I just when you said when you when you said like Kick Tracy, I'm like the fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a bad cover though. Um, I'm yeah, the Lemonheads were kind of flew under the radar. Yes, mm-hmm. not yeah. a bad band at all. All right, all right, what do you got, Bill? Oh, this this one you're gonna love. This this one was. It's it's by our boys from Virginia Guar. Ah, and their cover of "Schools Out." Nice. I almost, you know, I almost put a Guar cover on mine. I, I I almost put their live version from the AV Club of "Carry On Wayward Son." Yeah, the AV Club oh is where they, they did "Schools Out," and it was you know, I just love the version, and I think it just it. God, it, it it sounds so mean when they sing it too. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not something that like you know like Alice Cooper's just a little bit joyous and happy. Yeah, like school's out. Let's throw our books in the air and run through the fields. No, Guaris, we're gonna blow up the fucking school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brocky Brocky was on Brocky was on high that one. <laughs> fucking great song. Yep. Their cover of School's Out is fantastic. Um, fucking, I got you'll. Guar is one of those bands I will not say anything bad about. I just love Guar. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Next is another band I will never say anything bad about. Uh, covering a band I say a lot of bad shit about. <laughs> All right. Um, this ought to be interesting. Metallica's Whiplash, as covered by Motorhead. Okay. Yeah. I can, I, I've heard it, and I can... and I. I don't think it, I've ever fucking heard that. I heard Metallica cover... Yeah, Metallica covers Motorhead everything. songs. Yeah. Well, Metallica played Lemmy's 50th birthday party. Yeah. As the four Lemmys. They came up, they all had freaking dark wigs on, and they came up and they played a set of Motorhead covers as the four Lemmys. Wow. Yeah. That's on, some of that stuff is on Garage yeah. Inc. Yeah. Was it? O- oh, over, so, Overkill's so one it was on all there. Newstead. Yeah. So Newstead Costander, real Lemmy. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Motorhead's version of Whiplash. Right. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I never heard that. Uh, right. What do you got, Jim? I'm pretty sure neither of you two guys uh, heard this song. Um, it was originally sung by Gloria Gaynor. Uh-huh. The song is I Will Survive. Mm-hmm. Okay, who did that? As done by Cake. I've never heard that. but I've never again, heard that version. I only listened to a little bit of Cake. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Cake. It's, it's, and that's, that's, what's, that's what's different about this. It's, it's done like the way he sings everything. Go ahead. Wait, no, the way he like just kind of speaks everything. It's, it's weird and catchy. He likes Cake. <laughs> he got a bloop bloop. Yeah, I can't have cake because my diabetes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, fat man. You oh, needed that. God. I have di- I have I have diabetes. <laughs> oh fuck. Right. Diabetes. My my next one is by a band that I really don't care for except their covers. Oh boy. Red Hot Chili Peppers, okay. Higher Ground. That's Stevie a good song. Wonder song. I love their version of Higher Ground. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. they're not fucking talking about California. <laughs> well, well, they could be up in the Sierra Nevadas. That could be the Higher Ground. I love the song by um, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yes. So when they did a funked up version of it, mm-hmm. I mean, Flea just is all over that song. And I loved Higher Ground. By Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Brian said no. We had donuts today. I did not have donuts. He's, oh, I, he kept the donuts at the counter. I had. He none. hoarded the donuts. I had none. Did he get I, a, no I, crullers, no I, bear claws? I had no. I had a breakfast bagel, a pork uh, breakfast bagel from Wawa. Uh, pork roll. Yes. Pork for breakfast, man. Pork roll. How about pork soda? <laughs> pork soda. See. All right. My next one. A, a song that a lot of people never knew was a cover. And when I first heard it, I never knew it was a cover either. It was originally done by a band called Del Bello. Hmm. Queensryche, Gonna Get Close to You. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I never, I don't think, it, which album was that off of? Uh, that's off of uh, Rage for Order. Okay. Yeah, that's a great fucking song. And, and that's Jeff Tate, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. At, at, oh, I won't say at the peak of his powers, but, you know, that's prime era Jeff Tate. <laughs> the peak of his powers was definitely mind crime. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's peak Queensryche right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Empire wasn't too shabby. Empire, nah, Empire had some misses on it. Empire, it did have misses, yes. Empire was more was more radio friendly. Um, the It's for my money, and I love concept albums. Mindcrime, absolutely. Mindcrime is oh the greatest God, yes. concept as, album As long ever. as they do them right. There are a lot of concept albums that are like, what the fuck was your concept? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other, the only other guy that really does concept albums that well mm-hmm. is King Diamond. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he tells a story from beginning yeah. to end. Fucking A. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jim. All right. This one, this one just popped in my head last night because I was still trying to figure out different songs here and there. And I remember in the mid-90s, there was a, a compilation put out called Saturday Morning Cartoons. Okay. And it was all different groups covering, uh, like, Hong Kong Fooey. Oh. The Spider-Man song. Yeah. Right? I think Matthew Sweet did one. Well, I got Liz Fair 
singing the Tra La La song from the Banana Splits. Nice, nice. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's funny that you bring up Liz Fair because I was fucking around, fucking about on TikTok the other day, and they're showing like '90s alternative metal chicks mm-hmm. and what they look like today. Mm-hmm. Liz Fair held up nicely. <laughs> Liz Fair held up real well. Uh, you know, I mean, some of them not so much. I I, post, I actually posted the video of this last night. Yeah, you did. Oh God. Yeah, all I can say is banana splits. I'd rather die than go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of William Murder Face for you. All right, what do you got, okay, Bill? Back uh, back to a Genesis cover. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Okay. But this is one that, I mean, I, we didn't hear it live. I don't think we did. But this is from Ghost, Jesus Knows Me. I don't think I fucking know this song. Yeah, Jesus, he knows me. Yeah. He knows I'm Ghost doing it. That's an old, that's a Peter Gabriel era song. No, no, it was Genesis. Yeah, Peter, but, but Peter, Peter Gabriel, Gabriel was singing. in Genesis. I don't know. It was, it was Phil Collins. Oh, was it Collins? Yeah, it was okay. definitely Collins. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was Peter Gabriel era. Peter Gabriel era. No, this was, this was Genesis after... Uh, uh, and I just couldn't believe, or it could have been Phil Collins from No Jacket Required. I'm not sure, but <laughs> but Ghost does it, and Ghost singing about Jesus is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ghost singing about anything is awesome. Oh. Yeah, but normally his stuff is like he he you know he has a lot of uh, it's a lot of Satan. <laughs> mm. Even 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 Little Miss Sunshine, call me little, yeah, call or, me sunshine, call me little sunshine, call me Mephistopheles. Yeah. Yeah, but this Jesus, he knows me, and I just, it's so bouncy and wonderful. Yeah, it's just I, 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 and of course I'm just I'm a ghosty, yeah. or whatever they call their fans, <laughs> phantoms. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know ghouls. No, that's the people in the band. That, they're, 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 no, they're, they're the faceless ghouls. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. <laughs> Next is our boys from Benson Hoist. Typo negative. Ah. For me, I thought Benson Hoist was in Massachusetts. Nope. From Benson Hoist, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Typo negative covering Black Sabbath doing the song Black Sabbath. Mm. Either fucking version, the original mm. lyrics or from the satanic I, perspective, mm-hmm. they're both brilliant. Pete Steele makes, somehow, Pete makes that song even more evil and ominous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, his I, voice. I love what typo negative did with that song. And normally don't fuck, you know, I'm, I'm a don't fuck with Sabbath kind of guy, Yeah, but typo did it. Well, my, my only problem with those songs is how long they are. Yeah. They, they stretch out those songs. Well, to yeah. the point of absurdity. Yeah. They plot it down to, yeah. Mm. They, well, they slow it down yeah. and they, and they add shit and to like one, one time or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Oh no, no, it's still in four, four, but it's, <laughs> It's it's still in four four, but it's at like fucking half the tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Right, what do you got next, Jim? Okay, here we have uh, Dave Mustaine covering Alice Cooper. No mm-hmm. more, Mister Nice Guy. Yeah, it's listed as a Megadeth song, but it really wasn't Megadeth. It was just Dave. Yeah. Off was of, it just Dave? With, with studio musicians, he Megadeth was in a state of flux at the time. Wasn't that done for the uh, shocker. shocker soundtrack? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not that kind of shocker. It, it was uh, allegedly. Um, yeah, that was done for the shocker soundtrack. Good fucking movie. Yes. Oh God, great eighties horror camp. <laughs> yes. Gotta yes. love it. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a good version. 
Megadeth yeah. does ta- Megadeth does really tasty covers. Yeah, this one is a favorite uh, because it was one of the, it, they play music at the the Musitron at um, Knobles. Yes, and this is one that Valerie really kind of latched onto, and it kind of became, if anything, when she was a little girl, our song. Uh huh. It was Quiet Riot. Come on, feel the noise. Oh, that is a cover. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, Slave cover. And, and, yes. And it was one of the first songs, and she really, she still grooves out to it, and she just wants to, whenever we go into the Gravitron, she wants to hear that song. <laughs> nice. And I don't think it's ever going to happen again. That's, that's a, I, 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 I dig that. I but, dig the story behind yeah, it. Yeah, but it was a father, and, a, and she still loves the song, Good. even though she's not in anything metal. <laughs> <laughs> Good song. Good song. Uh, uh, next is a cover of a police song by a band you would never think was going to cover the police. Mudvayne doing King of Pain. Okay. I can picture no, them doing I, that. King of Pain, though, I can understand that. If you would have said, like, you know... Message in a bottle. Yeah, yeah something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> but but King of Pain, I can understand Mudvayne yes. doing it. Yes. No, dude, you got to listen to mm-hmm. it. Chad Gray's vocals on it are fantastic. Oh but my God. I, I love Chad Gray's voice. I love Mudvayne. Those guys, I, I'm so fucking hyped. <laughs> I'm so fucking hyped. And the day that we're going to see Mudvayne is... Uh, hang on. the We're going to see Mudvayne July 26th of this year. Mm-hmm. Three days after we go to see Mudvayne is the Remembering Mark benefit. July 29th. Mm-hmm. July 29th last year, you yeah. were in Camden seeing Mudvayne. Yep. So three days shy of one year to the day, I almost fucking croaked. We're going to see the band that I was supposed to see on the day I almost croaked. We're going to put you in a padded room the week before. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Boy, can. should be in a padded room no matter what. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Jim. This, I, I, I'm thinking, might be a crossover here. Um... Hurt Johnny Cash. You don't want to give me a crossover here. Not going to be a cross. I didn't no. pick it. I didn't pick no it. No shit. Didn't oh, make my list. So fucking good. I I I kind of I kind of wanted to go a little off the beaten path with my list. Yeah. To I wanted to avoid crossover. Hmm. I I figured I wouldn't have any because I have like more taste. Fuck. Yeah, more taste. <laughs> Fuck you. See, he at least got the balls to say it. Yeah. I mean, Hurt by Cash is great. Um, I I, lo- I love the song by Nine Inch Nails, and even Trent says I wrote it, but it's Johnny's now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the main reasons yeah. I put it on here. That's a good song. That's a All good right. song. This is this is uh, from Anthrax, covering Kiss with She. Great fucking cover. Well, I don't think I ever heard. Yeah, that. it's on the Kiss My Ass compilation. Okay. And uh, it's just everybody covering Kiss. Yes. This is like the shining star of that compilation. <laughs> oh, it's one of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Toad the Wet Sprocket's on it. Yeah, yeah not uh-huh. a joke. Um, Garth Brooks, I think. Yeah, Garth Brooks does Hard Luck Woman yeah, on it. Yeah, I forget who does Black Diamond. I don't Maybe, remember. It might be Lenny Kravitz, but there's tons of artists on that from all genres. And man, this is like the shining moment of that album. Do you know a Toad the Wet Sprocket song? Um, the I Ocean. Want? There you go, that one. Okay, he's. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 
Oh yeah. What yeah. Did, yeah. Oh, don't you fucking gatekeep me, motherfucker! Hey, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. He gatekeeped me. It's alternative shit. He did. That's Friday's alternative shit. Yeah, I I did listen to Matt Pimfield 120 minutes. He after hey. after Headbangers Ball. I'll have you know he played lead electric triangle for Toad yeah. the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> hey, listen, just because I, and he shocked himself. Just because I don't care for alternative like as a whole. Hey, this fucking douchebag didn't get the reference. Yeah, I know he did. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand. He's idiot. Not. Do you know where Toad the Wet Sprocket got the name from their band? No. It's from a Monty Python skit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? I didn't know that. See that? And I, but I do They're listen. back on Netflix again. Yeah, I know. I told you that. That's I've been right. watching them. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who told you that. I. <laughs> Speaking of... Who's your biggest fucking headache here now? <laughs> no, wait, wait. So, <laughs> off and on, off and on, I've been watching Buck Rogers... On Pluto TV. Okay. Okay. Like an episode here and there. And I'm almost at the end of season one. And now it's fucking gone. They took it off. Good. Yeah. Well, Buck Rogers you, after season one wasn't that good. The, the, the only thing he's watching for fucking Twiggy. He no. likes the dick. He likes the dick looking motherfucker. <laughs> that wasn't Twiggy. No, Twig. That was Doc. No, uh, Doctor Mephistopheles was the yes. The Wait, who's the who? Twiggy's the robot. Doctor Mephistopheles. Yes, yeah. Twiggy was the one. His head looks like a fucking pecker. You're not wrong. Yeah, but they ruined that after that season. I just remember because Aaron time... Gray's character got relegated down to a secretary. Dad, who... she wasn't like the strong character anymore. Who cares? I care. Fuck you. Who just went? Jim just went. Okay. I thought that with Buck Rogers. No, I did Anthrax. You did Anthrax, yes. Yeah, okay, it's, so it's my it's turn. His turn. All right, now is one that's... We need a game turn thing. You got... You You wouldn't you think I would... to pay the fuck attention. Yeah, I you do. Know, you would... Well, I need to not work with fucking idiots. Player token. Um, is Next is one you wouldn't think I would put on a list of great covers. <laughs> bitch. I don't even know why he did that. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> You're gonna make him spit out the agua! Hey, bastards! <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Oh my. Covering Dolly Parton's Jolene. Alright. Find Miley Cyrus's backyard sessions. No. It's her doing country classics. See, I. Yeah. Her version of Jolene is fucking amazing. And I love the song from. I love Dolly's version of the song. Mm-hmm. And Miley Cyrus, that girl can fucking sing. Your beard hair was wrapped around your wire, and it was bothering me. So, better? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was, yeah, I got rid of it. I like honestly, I like Jack White's version better. That that should go without saying with me. I wouldn't listen to it. <sighs> then, you, then you're robbing yourself of good music. No, I'm not. I'm, I just know the song Jolene from Dolly Parton. It's nothing that I would search yeah, out. Yeah. But well, you should. Go. Your turn, fuck lips. All right. Now I'm really gonna fucking piss you off. Probably not. No more than I could. This is a song by Disturbed. Oh, shit. Originally by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, shit. Oh, snap. The Sound of Silence. Oh, snap. He did it. He did it. He did it. Not me. I fucking love it. Fuck David Draymond in the ass with a cactus. You've said that many times before, but it's on my list. That song is a fucking abomination. Actually, no. The song is brilliant. That version is a fucking abomination. 
Why do you have your headphones off? Because if he starts screaming, I don't want to get my luggage blown out. <laughs> I'm not going to scream. That version of that song is fucking terrible. <laughs> Fuck David Draymond. That is his Achilles heel. That's my job to step on that. Oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> oh. I promise you, you won't have a crossover with that. Because, Your turn, fuckhead. Well, you're going to like mine. This is by the spaceman himself, Ace Freely, doing Do Ya. Nice. What's Do Ya? Do You Do You Want My Love? Oh, no shit. Yep. Who originally did that? Um, do You Do You ELO? ELO. That's it. Yes. E- ELO. It was ELO. Yes. Yeah. Electric Lady Orchestra. Yes. Yeah. Ace, Great fucking cover. Ace Freely can do no wrong. Yeah. And he had that, the best solo album. That not saying, but yeah, a lot of times Ace falls into the. He had the best, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. He had the best lines in Phantom of the Park, <laughs> and, and he had the best line at Denny's too in the in the Family Guy episode. Yep, I want sausage with my Grand Slam. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking a! My, uh, all right, my next one is a song that was originally written by Bruce Springsteen. And originally done by Patti Smith. Hmm. And popularized by a band called 10,000 Maniacs. The song is called Because the Night. Really? Okay. Yep, Springsteen wrote that. Well, Springsteen and Patti Smith. And then Patti put it on, on her first solo record. Okay. Springsteen did it about two years later. And then during the MTV Unplugged era, 10,000 Maniacs did it. Okay. And it fucking took off. Beautiful fucking yeah. cover. Great song. I, I absolutely love that song. That's a good song. All right, what's next? Uh, this song <clears throat> uh, it was very popular breakout hit um, in 1966 by The Animals. Uh, but it's been around in... I know where you're going. Since the early... I don't. 1900s. It's a folk song called mm. House of the Rising Sun. Oh! 1969, a band called Frigid Pink out of Detroit okay. did a cover of it. And the guitar, they have such a distorted guitar sound in this song. I think I've heard this it's version. It's absolutely freaking incredible. That's not where I thought he was going with it. Where did you think I was going? I thought you were going to Five Finger Dick Punch. No, I refused. You I look refused. at me. What are you look? You look at me like I said something. The, an, the animals are like you know they got the piano and they're all nice and all proppy. These guys look like they mm. crawled out of a fucking gutter and just. I I you got to take. I, I, I have to. I'll have to look that version you up. Get, get you a quaalude, man. You need to relax Frig- when these lists come frigid on. Frigid pink. You should not have put sounds of silence on there. Even I knew that not to piss them off that much. Oh no, I was waiting. I'll do the false one on him, but man, I, I don't. I, I like the song, but it didn't even make the top twenty. No, I would like. I I thought he was going to Five Finger Dick Punch's version. Of I it. wouldn't have went there. Yeah, no. you fucking would. I told you I hate Five Finger. Them people. You can't even say the nasty version of it. <laughs> yeah. Your turn. Okay, this is a song by my favorite band, Aerosmith. My, I, Aerosmith. From the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band soundtrack, Come, Come Together. together. 
I love this yeah. song. I, I love that version. And of it yeah, was the shining a... moment of that piece of shit movie. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. I love and I love it. Uh, you know, you know who else did a really good version of of Come Together? Mm. It was Trouble. I don't know if I heard that or not. I don't. Really it's, it's it's quite a bit heavier. Um, mm. it's a great version. But Aerosmith did a fucking awesome oh. version of that. I. I I can't. I can't argue that. It's one. smooth as butter, and Joe just makes. I mean, the whole band was clicking on all cylinders. Oh yeah, the cocaine was flowing, and, and they knew what they were doing. Speaking of it, guess what else I played? I had playing in the background today. Huh. Cocaine. Well, well, no, decline, decline of Western civilization too. Nice. Oh boy. You. Know, I snorted up half a brew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is one for Jim. I have the Foo Fighters. Doing a cover of Prince, their, uh, the Foo Fighters version of Darling Nikki. Hmm. I don't think I ever fucking heard that. Oh, it's good. It's good. A Foo Fighters song you haven't heard of? Yeah. Can this be? Oh, it's good. It's so good. Um, I wonder what the hell that's off of. A boy named Foof. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> A boy named Foof. Uh, His brain go poof. Uh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, it's okay. a very good version. And I'm a I'm a Prince fucking junkie. So, mm. you know, I, that's another one. Don't fuck with brilliance. But the Foo Fighters did it well. I, and speaking of the Foo Fighters, I actually texted. Uh, well, I texted Bella and I told Jimmy because his phone's never fucking charged. I really think there's going to be a good chance that I, well, we will finally get a chance to see the Foo Fighters. Cool. They are dropping a brand new album June 2nd. Yeah. And. The first single, I think, is out. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, they got to have a supporting tour, I would assume. Uh, I don't know. Um, rumor is um, the drummer for the darkness is going to be playing with them. Okay. Yeah. Because they're doing. Uh, I know. <laughs> They're doing uh uh shows all over the place, you know, the big what the hell they the call it. The big festivals. Festivals, yeah. yeah. All over the yeah, place now. The last so. I heard on Lithium, they they weren't talking about recruiting drummers, but they said they must be, be you know, they they more or less said they have to be doing something. Yeah. And yeah. I and I'm pretty sure if they didn't have a drummer for the studio album Dave probably would have just done the drums. Yeah, well, I'm and, sure Dave yeah. may do it, may even do the stuff in the studio. Yeah, but for the tour, they're going to need somebody. You do need and the, somebody. the the new the guy that I I saw the bandied about was the guy who plays drums for the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, moving on. What you what you got next, Jim? Uh, you're going to like this one because it wasn't that long ago we did a we had to listen to an album by these guys, and I heard this fucking cover. And it just blew my fucking mind. Uh, Mushroom Head covering Seals Crazy. Great song. Okay. Great song. Um, and it was one of those things I'm, when you're listening to it, I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute. These lyrics sound fucking familiar. And then it, then it, then it fucking clicked. See, I, I, Mushroom Head always, always does really cool covers um, when they do covers. The one I wish they would have released... When nothing was still in the band, and when uh, Waylon was still in the band, they covered 
Prince's When Doves Cry. Oh, get the hell out of here. They did it live. I, I, I got to see it live. Hmm. And, the, like, musically, it's nothing like Prince's song. Right. It's just a lot of dissonance and ambient noise. And Jeffrey Nothing kind of just dig, if you will, the picture. Wow. You know, just fucking. Mm-mm. He makes that song. Oh, eerie. my. Yeah. Yeah. Goosebumps. Good shit. Uh, good, good pick, Jim. All right, Bill, what do you got? All right, third one is I did not want to put ba- the same band on twice. I couldn't help it. Oh. I couldn't help it. There's one band that just had two covers that I loved them both. Uh-huh. Anthrax got the time. Beautiful. Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. I could yes. I could not leave that one off. I That's for- a great fucking I cover. forgot about that one. Yeah. That's a great fucking song. Oh my lord. Yeah, that is just one of the, one of the few things Frank Bello plays with a pick. Mhm. And he only plays the intro with a pick. Yeah, I I couldn't I mean I had, I already had she on. I was like I got to have I can't but not have both on. But but again as I rank in all of them, it just okay, it appeared. Yep. It's a great, great goddamn song. That is a fucking awesome song. Yeah. Uh, next, I have one that another one you guys wouldn't think I would it would be even on my radar. It's a Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> wouldn't be on my radar. Since you've been gone, covered by wow. a, covered by a band called A Day to Remember. Never mind. I didn't think it was I, when you said since you've been gone. I'm thinking not Kelly Clarkson. Wait. Uh, you're thinking since, since you've been, you've gone, been by, gone, since you've been by gone. Rainbow. Yes. Yes. Which I think is a cover. Oh, wow. I believe that is a cover. I would have to look. But no, a day to remember who's like a pop punk band. Okay. Uh, they did a cover of Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Okay. You'll have to listen to it. It's really fucking good. Um, uh, they're not. They're not pop punk. They're kind of like like emo core type shit. Mm-hmm. Emo core? Yeah. Is that, is that a thing? I don't We're know. making it up as we go along. Emo, up emo shut core. Up. I love it. It's what it is. It's what I call it. We're going to add that to uh, Wikipedia. That's right. Might as well. All right. What do you got next? You got- um, Another one I just, you know, it wasn't that long ago when we were going. I'm trying to think of what playlist I was looking to. When you had me doing like, we were doing death metal and shit like that, I started going through Spotify playlists, and I came across that wonderful band called Him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that fucking cover... Of Wicked Game Chris by Isaac. Chris Isaac. Yep. Holy shit, that guy's voice. Yeah, him does some good stuff. Oh, yeah. oh my lord. I, him is one of those bands that, in my eyes, can do very little wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would have loved to have gone and see, seen Villa Vallo on this tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like going to Philly if it was mm-hmm. just Villa and not him. Yeah. Because him, him is done. Right. But Villa is touring. The lead singer is touring? Yes. I, I'm a I, I'm a big fan of him. Those guys are fucking fantastic. Yes. Pronoun before they were pronouns. Pronouns. Well, his infernal majesty. Yes. Is that what it stands for? Yes. Yeah. His infernal majesty. Yeah. Yes. It, him, well, there's him, no periods. Right. Him was a band before her. Right. Hers. <laughs> no. That hers also is one of those bands out there. Yes. Her. her I don't know. I don't think it sounds for anything. That's not an acronym. No. Okay. No. But him was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> him downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Now my number two is by. Uh, I I think the band he has is called uh, Frog Leap. I'm not sure. I think it might be Frog Leap Studios, but it's by a guy. Uh, it's uh, from a, a Scandinavian gentleman called Leo Moricholi. Oh, I know that guy. He does 
metal covers of everything, and he'll do acoustic covers of metal songs. I've been a fan of his since almost like the drop. Yeah. And the one song that I had to put on was Africa. Yes. He does a great version of Africa. Really? Yes. Now, does he have albums out, or is it just a YouTube guy? He does have albums out, but they're all cover albums. Right. And he has tons of them out. And they're from his website, Frog Leap Studios. Yes. And he has like a video for each one. He pretty much does most of it himself, but he also has um, other musicians come in. Mm -hmm. He also goes out in his band with his band doing things in, on tour, and he, he packs them in. <laughs> he could fill the sands. Oh, well, yeah. In that, if people, when people know him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he's well-known as much in America. Yeah, he he's, does good stuff, though. I, I, thought he, I thought he said he could fill the sands. Did I meant just... the Wind Creek. I know. Oh, that, yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you say stands or sands? Sands. sands. I was thinking the sands, that level, because every concert I see him in, it's like packed. Wow, yeah. he's he does really good stuff. Good, good fucking. Call. Yeah, and he does he does covers of a lot of pop songs and metalizes them. Like yeah, like uh, "Got Lucky" by Daft Punk. Oh shit! Yeah, fucking amazing stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, you can get it. His channel is a rabbit hole for me. I you just get on one and keep watching. Not everything is good. His first one was Adele "Hello." That was the first cover he ever did. I was not. I love the fact that he did it, but I wasn't a fan of it. And it wasn't until later on that it's like, oh, this guy's still doing shit. Yeah. I got you. All right. My next one. Uh, the Bad Boys from Boston. <laughs> the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Wrong Bad Boys. Covering Kiss, Detroit Rock City. That, yep. Off of Kiss My Ass. They weren't supposed to do that song. Uh, in fact, Dickie Barrett uh, recorded it, like the intro to the song is Gene's voice message, voicemail message to Dickie Barrett. Uh, you can play any. We already got somebody doing Detroit Rock City. You can pick any other song. So they did it anyway. And guess which one made the fucking record? Oh, God. Oh, God. The Boston's version of Detroit Rock City. Is so fucking bad. Well, who was the other band that got shit on then? I don't know. Not sure. Not sure. But the Boston's fucking killed it. Yeah. Did you? Did any of you guys see that video on Facebook with Gene Simmons talking about? Yeah, we're gonna do a thing with me in the studio. Oh, that's right. You, Doug yeah, posted I, it. Yeah, Doug posted it and tagged me in it. I didn't see it. I'll, I'll go to. I'll I'll go up to Electric Ladyland. But now, how much did? That can't be free. I don't know. Knowing Gene, it's not. I'm waiting for more details. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to be in New York, so I'm going to be playing. Yeah, their final two shows are at MSG. Okay. Yeah, their uh, alleged final two shows. December, what, first and second? Something like that. And then he wants to record shit the third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, something like that. All right, last ones. Last ones. Originally sung by New Order in the early 80s. Orgy's cover mm -hmm. of Blue Monday. Yep. Great fucking song. That one almost made my list. Yeah. I I don't care for this song because I can I I, I like no actually I should say I like the song, but it's not one of yes. my favorite covers. I've heard it too much. Oh, yeah, but how does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel? To treat me like you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of those songs that I've heard way too much. Yeah. Off of the great, off of uh, an album with one of the greatest album titles in history, <laughs> Candy Ass. Candy Ass. Candy Ass. 
<laughs> Candy ass motherfucker. Yep. All right. Yeah. My number one is a crossover with Eric. Uh huh. Finally, I get to talk about it. My favorite cover of all time. Judas Priest, The Green Man, Alishi. There you go. I absolutely love the song. Wow. It's a, it's it's such a fucking awesome song. And like I said, Priest does great covers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know it was a cover when I first heard it. I just enjoyed the song. Yeah. And. But it, it's, is it on uh, an album or just a live album? It's on, I, I want to say it's on Sad Wings of Destiny. I forget what one it's on. Okay. I want to say it's on Sad Wings of Destiny. But. The the version that I was first, yeah, introduced. Oh, excuse me, was first introduced to, was the live version off of Unleashed in the East, mm-hmm. which is a fucking brilliant version. That's the that's the version I'm going to put on the on the, on on the, the playlists. playlists. And last but not least, my final one, um, is a like a pop punk band. Covering Don Henley. Okay. The Boys of Summer, as done by the Ataris. Oh, okay. That is a good fucking song. Wow, that's a good song. I've never heard the Ataris version. I did. Excellent song. Yes. Okay. Excellent version of wow. it. Wow. I haven't heard that in a minute. Yeah. That's... I, I probably like the Atari because I don't really care for the original. Yeah. You will definitely like the Atari but, version. Uh, the, the one thing I and one thing that popped me as uh, as an old school punk fan, you know the line in the song uh, "Out on the road today, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac." Yeah. Yes, the Ataris changed it. Right. On the road today, I saw a black flag sticker on a Cadillac. Oh my god! I have heard this version. Okay, little voice inside my head said, "Don't look back. Yeah. You can never look back." Great fucking song. Um, yeah. Uh, so. That, those are our covers, and I didn't have to yell at you fuckers nearly as much as I anticipated. You knew you weren't going to yell at me. I had brilliance. You got it first. You did get it first. You just yeah, got, but it was, I amplified Miller it. Miller just got it more. It was the 14th. The 14th. Okay, fair enough. All right, give me your list so I can... That's that. That's that. Frame that. All right, it's no. Gold. Yeah, it's fucking wipe my ass with it when I'm done. Um, so... Frame that golden... <laughs> so that's our covers. Um, like I said, uh, in the next day or so, I'll have the list posted on Spotify and on the Oh No Not Them Facebook page for you guys to follow along. Um, check them out and vote if, on your favorites. Mine. Vote. Yeah. If if you want to vote on your favorites, and if Mil- if Miller tries to influence these votes again, I'm going to kick him square in the fucking gimp bag. He stuffs the ballot! He stuffs the ballot! <laughs> it's card har- harvesting ballots, and it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, you work for the Trump machine, don't speaking, you? Speaking, speaking, <laughs> speaking uh, of Atari, my dad mentioned this to me the other night, Bill. Did you hear Atari's coming back out? Okay, no. No, I didn't. He said he heard something on the news. I said, how the hell is that going to happen? I know that the homebrew market has been... Um, there's a company out there that is making homebrew uh, games for the Atari 2600. And you can they come in boxes with the manual with a cartridge to put in. Nice. Huh. But I don't think... they're not. It's not like a comeback, but this company is like just... They're doing homebrew stuff. Nice. Wow. All right. Um... Last week we picked an album out of the uh, out of the bucket, and we only did one because we are doing the, we did the covers thing. This is one of my suggestions, 
And the album is Alice Cooper's From the Inside. This album, it's Alice's fourth studio album, released November 17th, 1978. So we're going back a ways on this one. And this is a concept album about Alice Cooper going into dry out. So he thought. Correct. But rehab in the 70s wasn't like rehab today. (laughs) Alice was sent to an insane asylum in New York. And he spent a significant amount of time there. Every character on this album is based on a real person that he met in the asylum. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come into play a little later on. Some of the shit on this album is absolutely fucking astounding. <laughs> so let's get right into this. Oh, wait. Um, go ahead. Marvel Comics. Marvel Premiere issue number 50. Featuring Alice Cooper from the inside. Really? They had a comic. I need to look that up. I, I looked it up. I saw it on the Wikipedia page. I'm like, wait a minute. No fucking way. And I typed in Marvel Premiere, number 50. Sure as shit. There it is. I need yeah. to find that. Alice Cooper's first appearance in comics. I need to find that. They made a, they made a fucking comic book out of this album. Um, this, this album peaked at number 60 on the Billboard charts. Mm. Um, now, this is a strange era in music because we're kind of transitioning from arena rock and there's some disco influence here. Yep. Um, and they're, like this album's got some disco influence. Yes, it does. For sure. And you know who his main songwriting collaborator was for this album? I forget the name. Bernie Taupin. Okay. Who Makes is sense. most famous for working with Elton, Elton John. John. Mm-hmm. Along with the bass. He had a bass player, too. Elton's bass player yes. played bass on this, too. Um, fucking... I'm get, I'll hold off on my thoughts. <laughs> Opens up the first track is the is the title track from the inside. Mm-hmm. This is a yes from me. A total yes. Yeah, it's the, a good song. It's the, a really good song. The, and, and and this essentially is welcome to the nut house. I'm stuck here on the inside. I'm looking out. I'm just another face. Where's my make? Or I'm just another case. Yeah. Where's my makeup? Where's my face? And and he's talking about all the shit that led up to it. Well, well the start, the, the the opening lyrics. I got lost on the road somewhere. Was it Texas or was it Canada? Yeah, and he's talking about you know drinking shit. But then he went on stage and performed, and then he fucking what drinking Seagrams on the plane, drinking flight. whiskey on another flight. Yeah, and I worked the stage all night long. Yeah, but and what got me in this song too was that funky seventies groove yep. bass line. Yep. Oh my. But yeah, oh, the bass line in this fucking song is awesome. But yeah, he's uh, uh, you were screaming for the villain up there, and I was much obliged. Yes. Uh, and then there's a line in there: "Propose the toast to Jimmy's ghost." Yes. I never dreamed up I would line. Never dreamed I would wind up on the losing end. Yes. Fucking brilliant song. Oh, yes. Hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I mean, I I thought I think I thought it was more metaphorical, like you from the inside of your. No, it no. says it right in there. I'm stuck here on the inside yes, looking yes, out. Yes, yes, but I was looking at metaphor. And this album was it, it, it was produced so different than anything else he's ever done. 
It's very slick. It is. Mm-hmm. Very slickly it, produced record. And, and I, there are songs on here that I, I, I fucking listen to this work at work almost constantly. And not a single person could tell me who the fuck this was. Yeah. That's how different it sounds. Yeah, it is very different from a lot of what Cooper had done up to this point. Um, next is Wish I Were Born in Beverly Hills. There's <laughs> a nice song. That's a great yeah. song. It's about a little princess in Beverly Hills who's an alcoholic and a pillhead. Yep. She Wor- sounds worse than him, though. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hey, well, yeah. Well, the, wish- the, the, chorus, the chorus is... I wish I was born in Beverly Hills. I swear I couldn't drink half as much as yeah. she spilled. Yes. Yeah. That's a... Wow. Yes. Want to live it up, have my kicks and thrills, be a gigolo lover, and send her the bills. Yeah. Oh, fucking... Uh, she's got her daddy's black corniche and her tennis pro by her side. Yep. And she wants her mother's lover to exercise her skill. And if she don't get him fast, she knows that her brother will. Yep. Fucking great song. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, Alice sees that there's people that are worse than yes, fucking him. Yes, yes, It's a great song. And, I, oh, I fucking... Beautiful fucking song. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Next is probably my all-time favorite Alice Cooper song. Okay. This actually, I, if you look on my notes, it doesn't have one yes, it has three. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. This song is beautiful, it's haunting, and it's Alice's... First love letter to his wife while he's there. In a in a minute, like like love letter in his head. Okay, it's called from the uh, it's called uh, the quiet room. Yes, the California air, your nightgown on the stairs. I remember every night scenes from home in the quiet room. That's exact. Okay, okay. you know what? When you get to the rest of the song, you kind of. I, I kind of missed that part. Yeah. Um, did he try to fucking kill himself? I think he might have. Because they've got... The, the chorus is, they've got this place where they've been keeping me. Where I can't hurt myself, I can't get my wrist to bleed. Right. And... Plastic forks and spoons. No laces in my shoes. Yeah. They all know what I tried to do outside the quiet room. I've just never been a fan of Alice Cooper ballads. I love it. So this oh. is just... Yeah, this is like... I. Like only women bleed and things like that. I've, oh God, I love only I, women. I bleed. just I've never been a fan of the Alice Cooper ballad. I just so this one I didn't I didn't really care for. Uh, you can be wrong. No, I appreciate the entire album, but it was like this one. I just I get it. I get it. Ballads I get it. aren't my thing. The, the one time I get it. The one time. <laughs> The one time I listened to this album was when we were out driving Mahoney Valley with Bella driving, and mm. she even she even dug it. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a, 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 I loved it. I love, like, I actually did this song, um, back in, back when I was in middle school, um, a kid named Derek Everett that I went to school with wanted to do this song for the school air band competition. Oh boy. And he was, he, he played Alice and I had a, keyboard and a guitar mm-hmm. and we did this song okay. wow and i actually learned how to play it on i actually learned the guitar part at one point <laughs> great fucking song um i absolutely adore this song uh next is another great song oh my god nurse yeah. rosetta yeah. yeah i enjoyed this one see now a little bit of a little bit of background information about vincent fernier that's alice cooper's real name 
Okay. Okay. Vincent Fernier's father was a Pentecostal preacher. Correct. And before he got into the rock and roll gig in Detroit, Michigan, Vincent Fernier almost became a Pentecostal preacher oh himself. Oh, my Lord. And that's what this song is about. Nurse Rosetta, I won't let her catch me looking down her sweater, fantasizing silk suspenders on her thighs. Isn't it about him having hearts for the nurse? Yes, but I'm a preacher for the Pentecost. I got my numbers and my wires crossed. Oh, my she God. She pulled the buckle yeah. off my Bible belt. Yes. There's so many fucking references to Alice's past in this song. <laughs> yeah. 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 She popped the buckle on my Bible belt and I. I just can't sleep at night. Rosetta dressed in white. She's got the devil's light shining in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. This is a, like, Nurse Rosetta is based on one of the actual nurses in the nut world. <laughs> what, what the hell did he say when she touched him or something? But. Tongue depressor. Uh, nurse, uh, yeah. let me feel your tongue depressor. Uh, nurse Rosetta, make me better. Secretly, my eyes undress her. I'm suddenly twice my, my size. <laughs> my pants are all wet inside. Yes. Yeah. Great fucking song. Oh, my God. I love it. I love this song. Um, like I said, Alice's dad was, you know, he, he was a Pentecostal preacher. Yeah. And, you know, it, what's, what is with these Pentecostal ministers turning to the fucking dark side? <laughs> Sam, Alice. The, the dark side is right there in front of you at all times. And we have cookies. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next is my second favorite song on this album. This is a fucked up song when you finally realize what the fuck it's about. Millie and Billy. This is uh, the we, you have a female vocal in here per, uh, that was done by a, a lady named Marcy Levy. Yes. The moral of this story of the story of Billy and Millie is there are two pure types of love in the world. That's junky love and crazy love. Mm-hmm. This is fucking crazy love. Absolutely. And just so I don't get them wrong, I printed the lyrics to this one. Okay. There's some shit in here. This song is about Billy and Millie, mm-hmm. who are in the nut ward. God, ma- God made love crazy so we wouldn't feel alone. He was thinking of us. Oh, he was thinking of us. Mm-hmm. God made love crazy so we wouldn't feel so alone. Now, Millie, our world's an asylum, and our, and our minds, like you say, they ain't straight. But you and I know our passions. Uh, not deformed, it's too, uh, not too formed, it's true to say. Billy, I dream of our children. They're frightening and gruesome and sad, and I don't want them growing inside me. There's no price for the love that we had. Okay? Billy and Millie are a pair of murderous lovers. Mm-hmm. Their victim was Millie's husband, Donald. Correct. We find that out later on. Yes, we do. Oh, Billy, it's fresh in my memory. The night that it had to be done. You with your pickaxe and scissors. And you with your shovel and gun. (laughs) And then Billy Billy comes in. And I liked your late husband, Donald. But such torture his memory brings. Such torture his memory brings. All sliced up in sealed tightened baggies. Guess love makes you do crazy things. Yes. And when they mentioned... When they mention about the trunk of his 68 old Oh, yeah, 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 hang on. The body parts must be in the trunk. Yeah. Uh, Billy, my mind seems to wander of the events of, uh, to events of a night long ago. 
driving alone with our guilt well kel- with our guilt well concealed in the trunk of your sixty eight olds. They cut her husband to bits, put him in baggies, and stuffed him in the trunk. <laughs> this this song really reminded me of the movie Natural Born Killer. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> I, I think Oliver Stone might yeah. have copped a bit of his inspiration. And I, and I called this one disturbingly beautiful. Yes, <laughs> it really is. It, it is. is. Because musically, it's a fucking beautiful song. Her yeah. voice is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marcy Levy's voice is amazing. Um, but yeah, I Mickey and Mallory Knox were definitely based on Billy and Millie, I think. Yes. If Yeah, it's... It was, yeah, you can definitely, I mean, when I'm listening to something, I'm like, this is natural born killers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. a- except they didn't kill Mallory's husband. It was her dad. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a few things, but. Yeah. But yeah, great fucking song. This is one of those songs that I, I listen to, and then I'm like, wait, did they just fucking say that? And mm-hmm. hit the lyrics. That is, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm thinking when they talk about the baggies, I was thinking of that movie with um, Ryan Reynolds that we watched. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he had all the Tupperware containers on the table. Oh, my God. Oh, God, that movie was so good. <laughs> what movie was that? Voices. Voices. Voices, that's it. That movie was so good. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to watch that again. <laughs> oh, God. That was, uh, Okay, so that's the end of side one. Because remember, kids, this is the the cassette and vinyl era. Mm-hmm. And even 8-track. I think at one point I did have this on 8-track. Oh, God. Start, side 2 starts with Sirius. This could have been off of Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. Yes. I got serious Meatloaf vibes out of Hell. I was song. getting that off the whole album. Really. Yes. I mean, there was... Actually, yeah, yes. It was... A, and I don't want to. I I don't want to. I want to say overproduced, but not in a bad way. Yeah. But like that that big sound that yes. Meatloaf had on his and and Elton John had on his albums. Yeah. Yes. Just that it orchestrated everything is like you need twenty five tracks I for would, every instrument. I would wonder if I I wonder if Steinman had something to do with this. Probably. I mean, he might have. He might have produced. He might have done some production on it. I don't know. But Sirius is a great song. Yes, it is. And yes. this is a, this is a song about. Um, uh, sooner or later, shit catches up with you. Yes. All of my life was a was a, a drink and a smoke, a mm-hmm. laugh and a joke, and then I passed out on the floor. Yes. Everything sooner or later, all your shit catches up to you. That, mm-hmm. And 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 the the chorus in this, I mean, it, it, it's fucking incredible. That, that's when the music goes freaking crazy. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> the one thing you were talking about overproduced. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone when they reviewed this. They shat on it because they said it was too good for Alice Cooper. Yeah, it was too. Yeah, s- and that's what I mean. It's just, and I don't, and I never say what produces is a bad thing, but when you listen to the music of that era, yeah, yeah and especially his stuff, this is super slick. Yes. yes, everything is just, it's all out there. This is what a Wi-Fi, a hi-fi stereo, those big ass stereos with the big ass speakers was designed to play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This, th- you're 100 percent right well, on put that. Put the fucking Doobie Brothers on that shit. Break those fucking records. <laughs> next is ne- okay. The next song <laughs> is Alice's letter to his wife coming out of the asylum. How are you gonna see me now? Mm-hmm. Please don't see me ugly, babe. Uh, this is a beautiful song. Yes. It and is. this legitimately was. Alice's concerns coming out is, you know, is my wife still going to love me? How mm-hmm. you, you know, are you still going to love the man when the man gets home? Yep. Yep. You know, it, it, it's a beautiful fucking song. I, I, 
I know you don't like you, you don't figure like yeah because you know because a ballad thing it just happens that yeah way. I just I not looking at it as a ballad I'm looking at this whole album as a story yeah you know yeah. and this is him contemplating shit you know I'm gonna get him out gonna come out of here a changed man is she's still gonna love me like you said you know yep changed yeah and it and, and it's a fucking Sincere song. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, it's very, very... This whole album was super well-written. Mm. I mean, Bernie Taupin is a great lyricist. You know, look at the shit he's done with, he did with Elton John over the yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. But him and Alice got together on this and put together some absolute fucking bangers. Fucking knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah, 100%. And how... Well, I mean, it's Rolling Stone, so I don't give them much credence. I don't give their opinion much credence. But uh, uh, critically, this record was panned. Yes, this mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't just by Rolling Stone. And, and, and I'm I'm going to say this now because I've been wanting to say it s- since the beginning. This has to be the greatest album I've never fucking heard of in my entire life. Mm. Yeah, right. there you go. Uh, I know what I'm talking about occasionally. Do you did this? Mm. All right, next song is about a fucking dog. Veronica is Alice Cooper's dog. The song is called "For Veronica's Sake." Okay, that's what I initially thought. But today, when I listened to it again, it seemed like there was a lady that was strapped up and chained up, and she was screaming and bitching because her dog was in the kennel. Yeah, you know what? It might have been her dog and not Alice's dog, but the song is about a dog. A dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah the lady was screaming because it was like she was chained up or tied up or something like that. She, yeah. That's all she cared about. Strangely you know? enough, this is my favorite song on the album. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. And it is, just has such a great rock feel. Oh, yeah. It is that pure 70s rock. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, at first I thought, okay, this is Alice Cooper singing about his dog, but I'm thinking, no, wait a minute. And then I, today when I listened to it, I, I read probably into it a little bit more. I'm like, no, you know what? I think this is a fucking another patient. It was a fucking <laughs> nut job. Just a furry crying about her fucking dog. Alleged. (laughs) Next. Uh, A song that hits uh, very close to home for me. The song is called Jackknife Johnny. And the reason that this one hits close to home to me is it's it's about it's about a, you know, a vet suffering from PTSD. Correct. And there's a bond between veterans that nobody else will ever understand. Um. You know, every veteran is my brother or sister, everyone. And, uh, you know, the ones that went through way more shit than I did, I and are suffering from PTSD. I have so much fucking empathy for them because they've been put in. They were put into situations oh, yeah. that were, you know, mm-hmm. that are no, no matter the outcome. It's really unwinnable. Correct. And uh, Jackknife Johnny was a was a vet that he met was a veteran that he met in the, uh, in the nut ward. Now, do you think Jackknife Johnny was the janitor? I think he was a trustee. Okay. I think he was a, I think he was a trustee patient. But he was on drugs. He, he was medicated. Yeah, yes. Meth and the fuck else? Well, he, had, he was on meth and shit. Morphine. morphine. That's it. He was on morphine and meth before he got there uh, is what I think it was. But um, he, I think I think Johnny was a trustee patient. Okay. Because they, they talk about him mopping the floors and this. Mm-hmm. And that. Yeah, yeah. So I and think, then another point being chained up, and I was like, well, wait a minute, what the fuck? Yeah, 
I, I think he was a trustee patient. But it was about, you know, he sleeps on a bed while his friends sleep in wooden boxes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that once again, you know, a lot of veterans who came back, and he uh, was a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Johnny was a Vietnam vet. And a lot of combat vets that do get to come home, they have survivor's guilt. You know, they have survivor's guilt. Why did I make it home, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z didn't? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, this is a, you know, it's, it's a great song. And uh, yeah, this, one, this one really hits. And he brought a girl back from Vietnam. Yeah, he brought he brought a girl. He he brought mar- he married married a well well the all of the World War Two vets would call her a VC. She may not have been VC, but she was Vietnam Vietnamese girl. Got you. I mean, the VC were the Viet Cong, were Correct. the people that they were fighting. Correct. So I yeah. don't know if she was VC or if she, she was just Vietnamese. Yeah. And but the guys. The guys during the Vietnam era that did bring girls home, and a lot of that happened. Yeah, they really took shit from older veterans because that's the fucking enemy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. Because in World War Two, you didn't see a lot of guys coming home with German girls. Yeah. No, you absolutely did not. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely. Chef's kiss, Alice. Great song. Great song. Well, wasn't there a thing for Vietnam that if you're married, you weren't, you couldn't get drafted? No, no, no. You could still get drafted. Um, one of the draft deferments was uh, only child, thing. Uh, or only only son thing was a was a thing. I could I could have sworn there was something that there might have been because I did hear some, I read a story very recently that somebody got out of going to Vietnam. By getting married, well, it, it could be. I don't know. Um, I know you know a lot of people ducked uh, a lot of people ducked the draft by going to college. Yeah, but it was somebody it was somebody famous that I can't I cannot recall. But they they got they they got married quick to avoid the draft. Yeah, I I don't know. It's possible. <clears throat> I read a story one time about a guy that would take uh, a cold spoon. And he would hook it up to a battery and put it up to his chest. And every time that he put that cold spoon up to his chest, his heart would, you know, flutter. Yeah, so he gave himself an arrhythmia. So that whenever the doctor took the stethoscope and put the cold metal up to his chest, his heart was used to going like like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. His heart would automatically do that. Huh. That's fucked up. Yeah. Now, my, my father... I know a couple of his friends, well, him and a couple of his friends signed up. Uh, he was going to be a helicopter pilot, um, but he couldn't go because he actually did have an arrhythmia. Yeah. But he could have been a vet. Yeah. Fucking A. Uh, moving on. Last song of the album. Inmates, We're All Crazy. The moral of this story is... We all have a little bit of crazy in us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're all it, it, crazy is a sliding scale, and it's also a su- subjective scale. Mm. Something I think is completely normal. You may not. 
<laughs> something that these guys think is completely normal, <laughs> i.e. enjoying disturbed music. <laughs> I think they're crazy is fucking asinine and slightly crazy. Yeah, I think this one was a great one to end the album. I mean, oh, it was, yeah. It was big. It yes. was big. Huge sound. Yeah, and it was just a room-filling sound. I said, this was the way to end this album. The, yeah, this is like Motown Walla sound. Beat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are, your, what are your final thoughts on the record, Jim? I, I will say once again, I, there wasn't a stinker on this whole album. I loved the story in each and every single song. I, I'll repeat myself. The greatest album I never knew existed. Thank you. I'm giving this fucking thing a 10. Yeah. Over, nice. Overall, I'm going to give this uh, four and a half stars out of five. Okay. Even though it had three songs on it that I didn't care for, just because I didn't care for them, they fit. Yeah. yeah. And I can, ta- I, I can say they weren't bad songs. I just didn't care for them. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10. This is my, my favorite Alice Cooper record. I can see why. And I, I absolutely love this album. I love the story behind it. I love the fact that Alice made a concept record based on something traumatic in his life. Mm-hmm. And he came out the other side. Mm-hmm. And here we are 40 <laughs> plus years later. And that motherfucker is still going strong. And I'm going to get to go see him. Uh, you know, uh, props to Alice. I, I got to give it. I, I got to give it a 10 out of 10. I I think this album there's not a stinker on it, mm. and I'm glad I'm glad it got picked and I'm glad you guys dug it. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And I remembered who that was. Ooh. You're not gonna believe it, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes got married to avoid the draft. Shit, you know what? I remember watching. I saw it that. was on the biography. Yep, I saw that. That's right. The dream, baby. I can't go to via. I can't go to Vietnam because I got to be the American dream. Yeah. Really? Yep. I, yeah. I, I watched the biography. I'm That's like, right. It was so, oh my God, was that good. Yeah. That was the best one A&E's done. Yes. Hmm. Until the next week when they did Chic. You know what? I, I just <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to see the Dusty Roads one. That's they, the only one I wanted to see. You got to watch the Iron Sheik I'll have Sheik to watch one. the Chic. Watch the Iron Sheik one. That was really good. Um, you, you, fucking Sheik looks, Sheik looks rough. He looks haggard. But then again, the dude's 80 years old. Yes, he yeah. is. Sheiky Baby is 80 fucking years old. I mean, Cindy, his wife. Cindy, you would never know she was that old. Mm. I'll have to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. But yeah, Sheiky Baby's biography was really good. Um I don't got work tomorrow. Nice. You ain't got no job. <laughs> you ain't got shit to do. <laughs> um, uh, so... Uh, uh, Jim, I see you got your forty some 49ers gear on. Yeah, draft tonight. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing my Josh Jacobs jersey. There you go. Um, one of the few Raiders players drafted that's still with the fucking team. <laughs> um, uh, after we're done here, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to put the draft on, and I'm going to watch how my beloved Las Vegas Raiders manage to fuck up another draft. The draft is useless. I was just talking with this at Ryan. What? If the, no, if the draft is so fucking good, the Lions should be the best fucking team in the league. Because <laughs> they've had first round for how many years in a row? Yeah, but they they draft poorly. Yes, they did. They're still trying to yeah. unfuck shit Matt Millen did. Yes, Ryan, Ryan already has his freaking uh, 
His his I don't know where he get. I'm telling you, you guys are gonna run for your money in fantasy if you let him join. I'm well, you. he he's got a slot. I, I'm I want to I want to somebody. Uh, I've I've already. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna already he's gonna whoop on everyone asses. I've already asked him if we could work together. No. Now hold on. I asked him that. Yeah, he you already know, did. Yeah, you know what my own son said. He said, "No, do your own team." Good. Okay. Boy's as cutthroat as I am. That's right. So proud. He already helped you last season. He didn't help me last season. He didn't help me last season. You will see. But I got to beat him for the championship. Mm. <laughs> Let's see who takes the Mariposa Cup this year. Oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> they're trash talking in your house when you and Ryan got to play one another? You hear the trash talking. There's trash talking at my house over supper. I mean, we don't we don't even need football anymore. Right? It's like he's watching hockey. Right? I'm not I don't even know many hockey teams. And but then if I root for one that he doesn't like, oh my god, what am I talking about? Oh dear lord. Well, it's like everything else. You know fucking nothing. Yeah, and he watches soccer, hockey, uh football, USFL now. Mhm. Um he, he I mean god, he watches so much sports. Oh uh, shit. All right, guys. Um you said that we haven't done movies in a while, Jim. Here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, no, no, don't think of two movies that we're gonna. You you get to pick two movies. When you have a week to do it. Okay. Um, Jim, you think of two movies. I'll think of two movies. Okay. And we'll get another container, and we'll put two. We'll put the movies in the container. Okay. Okay. But. Next piece of business, final piece of business for the night. How many are we picking? Two. We'll two. do two records this time. We'll do two. Movies. Oh. Okay, what's the first one? What do you got, Jim? Oh, this is a gem. All right, Jim gets... Tool, Lateralis. Okay, Lateralis by Tool. And I got Injustice for All by Metallica. Uh, who wrote that? You. Both are mine. <laughs> this is rigged. Somebody stuffed the box. No, now you got now 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 there are no no more of my albums in there. These are two good ones actually. I actually brought Injustice for All, um, the album downstairs. It's on my turntable right now. I listened to about five seconds of uh, Dyer's Eve, and then I had to shut off because I got fucking busy. Ah. All right, so Ladder Alice by Tool, and then Justice yeah. for All by Metallica for next week. Bingo. This, this is going to be an easy one. Yeah, this will be a good one. Um, shit. Um, about fucking time. Yeah. I, I got to... Uh, I'll get... I told you I had no more shit in a bucket. I'll probably get both of them done tomorrow. <laughs> I know, right? I, I got a lot of driving to do tomorrow. Yeah. I'm I'm going shopping tomorrow. I'm going downtown to what? I'm just you put and justice for all on the turntable. Yes. You have no work. I've been I've been doing busy. a lot. I've been doing a lot of other shit around the house. No, not around. Not so much around the house. Okay. Uh, the cat got taken to the vet. I had a doctor's appointment. Oh dear! Lord. I've been working down in the basement. I've been uh, doing stuff. I mean, it's I've been working all over the house. All over. Yeah. So I put it on. I started it up, and then I, shit, I got shit to do. So I can't. I can't sit and listen to it. Uh, 
Yeah, I want to listen to it. I got it in the stereo. Oh, the green vinyl. All right, guys. All righty. Um, so that's it. Um, once again, Tools, Lateralis, Metallica's, and Justice for All. If you guys uh, can think of any movies out there, shoot us some movie ideas. We'll throw them in a bucket, too. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it in a bucket. The fuck it bucket. There you go. No, in fact, you know, talk about in a bucket. Hang on, I know one of my movies. Um, I know one of the movies I'm putting on. But anyway, uh, until next time, this has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers. <laughs>